Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, and welcome to episode three of the Gong Show podcast. My name's Steph Postuma. I'll be joined by Andy Burns and Simon Evans, as always. We'll talk all things food and hospitality in the Illawarra. We'll bring on local chefs, business owners, and producers as guests, and we'll bring in things for show and tell so we can talk about our favorite products or equipment. We'll also cover some current affairs and what's happening in the world of food. And this week, we have a couple of guests. We've got Luke Simons from Howling Wolf Bar with us. He'll talk about his experience with licensing in Wollongong. And I also make a call to Anna Glan Bertelson from Sifters, who shares her experience and gives us some of her thoughts on trying to get their container bar licensed back in 2016. Simons also brought in some of his favorite cans of wine for show and tell. So we do a wine tinny tasting with Luke as our tinny expert. Really hope you enjoy this show, episode three of The Gong Show. Let's do it. Gong Show podcast number three. Thanks for listening. My name's Steph. We've got Andy Burns. Hey, Kurt. And Simon Evans. Hello. And Luke Simons. Hello. Our guest from Howling Wolf this week who will be our... Wine expert. Tin expert. Um, wine, <laughs> a wine tin expert for show and tell. And he's got some interesting some interesting wines lined up for us. That's Simon. Later. That's nothing to do with me. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Like no responsibility. Simon, Simon decided on the tins of wine that we'll I be like drinking wine. later for show and tell. Luke likes tins. Done. Match made in heaven. That's it. We'll let's, see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, okay, so let's get into it. Um, just, to, just to start off with, we'll follow up on a couple of things that we talked about last one. Um, obviously, the last... Episode we had Emma and Yon from Sandy Goodwich in to talk about what they did there, um, their decision to close, and now it's all closed. Sandy Goodwich is no um, more. Um, if you're out there and you're still interested in what they do, they are still wholesaling pastries and croissants and cakes and things like that. And Emma did mention they might like sling a few coffees out of there as well. So their pastries and stuff are are available at other venues, and they've still got eat at Sandy's which is a great casual place in Bulleye that if you haven't been to it, go there because it's really good and really good value and stuff. So, yeah, that was a good episode, guys. What do you think of our chat? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good to talk like that, uh, honestly, openly, yeah. um, about the challenges of, of owning a hospitality business. Yep, perfect. Um, secondly, we'll quickly touch on Cold Coast magazine. So this is a new free Illawarra magazine about sort of food and lifestyle and what's happening in the Illawarra and it's something that's really cool to see. I spoke to 
the ladies that run it, Danny and Tara, quite a while back because they wanted to use a couple of recipes from... You see that, Lou? It's got your, oh, your yeah. recipe in there. Hey, Lou, let's go. Is that a copyright the, uh, issue? Is that copyright now? It's all <laughs> oh, <yeah>. royalties. <laughs> the free magazine. You, you don't know if Steph does. So oh, okay. He'll do enough. what he wants to <laughs> do. <laughs> I just do whatever I want. So anyway, they, they asked me for a couple of recipes for the magazine from the Illawarra cookbook, which we gave them. And um, I also wrote an article about how to shop local in the Illawarra. And then they've got some other great articles in there about um, some local producers. Uh, Dan, who has the Bread Circle, which is a really, really good bread. It works out of a uh, church kitchen in Austinmere. Um, and a whole bunch of other stuff that's going on in the Illawarra. And I think that it's really good to see this sort of thing happening here because in terms of um, food and hospitality media, especially, that's something that we don't have much of here yeah, in the Illawarra. Yeah. And they've, it's, they've done a good job. They've done a really it's good really job. It looks cool. great. That, yeah. that front cover shot is amazing. Mm. Is that the bridge down at Windang, I think, or something like that? Yeah, that's assume it must be down that way somewhere. I made window down on right. That's good. <laughs> yeah, you've done well. Yeah. Jesus, it's a test of imagination. Yeah, you've done well. But yeah, no, it looks great. So you yeah. can pick up a copy of that. It's free. Oh, they've got a feature on South Sailor there, which is um, up in Thoreau, mm. and you know things about music and lifestyle and little calendars of yeah. what's going on around the Illawarra. But it's cool to see that sort of thing. And uh, having worked in a couple of different regions in food and. You know, these are the types of people that I deal with when it comes to that because we share content and, and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, a lot of the other regions that I've worked in are much further ahead when when yeah. it comes to engaging the public and, and having publications like this or whether it's websites or um, whatever it might be. Podcasts. can engage. Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing our bit with our three listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all four, all it's, four of you guys. Cheers. It's amazing there's been nothing like this so far. In the Illawarra. Well, that's it, yeah. the food scene come up the last. There's a years. Uh, there. There is one up about the northern suburbs. Yeah. Um, <coughs> a, a magazine there, but yeah, nothing that really covers the whole region. So, mm. and it's good. It's a nice free magazine. Um, it's free. It's free. Get get on it. Yeah, yeah. you'll be able to get it. You'll see Issue that. one. Yeah, most cafes, restaurants should have it. I think. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I mean, we talked about a couple of new spots um, that have opened around the Illawarra last week. We talked about. Night Parrot briefly, which is on Crown Street, um, late night wine bar. I went there the other night and it was had some really nice wines. I didn't eat. We went there after dinner, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a nice cozy spot, nice wines, and yeah, I enjoyed it there. And it's just good to see. And we'll talk about um, sort of those those late licenses and stuff a little a little bit later. Uh, anyone else been to anywhere new recently, um, or know about any openings in the Illawarra? No, yeah, I've been I've been pretty. Why? I'm Closures. Yeah. Actually, the guys across the road, uh, what was it? Outback Jacks, is it? Oh, yeah, they, they done. Yeah, they walked out. Yeah, right. That was... Um, Wait, just here? Yeah, just here. Oh, really? Um, that, um, that wasn't there for very long. No, I, I it wasn't. It, it wasn't. Um, we had a group of four like, come over. They said they tried to go there and there's a sign on the door. This was a couple of weeks ago saying yeah, that they're just... Uh, there's, also, there's always also random closures. Like, there was a little cafe on Crown Street. The Zeth or something, and I think that, and that was just open. I just walked past it for a couple of months, and now that looks like it's closed. Yeah, they first opened GBT, they're renting those buildings out for like, like three grand a week, where like oh, kids yeah. eyes and that. And then yep. they had a double, they, so they had a double building, so they would have been paying about five or six grand it a week was in rent. 250 a year, yeah. I actually called them before yeah, to see yeah. what the rent was, just out of interest. Five so a week, like you'd have rent. to be taking 40 to 50k a yeah. week to actually sustain it. That's massive. Yeah. That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, that's why you always see it in buildings like that, the turnover of places. 
you know, yeah. like places to go in, places to go out. I mean, because there was that coffee shop there when it first opened. It as was, well. it was, was an odd kind of cafe. Yeah, a franchise cafe. Yeah, yeah, and there's that in out. And one of the other like, the least requirements, like in those JBT buildings, is that you have to be seven days. I mean, because oh, okay. because yeah. you know you don't want to have well, a dead part of town. Everyone shut on Monday. You know, yeah, so like, part yeah. of the requirement is you're open seven days a week. Do, so. do they take a percentage of? Is that part of the lease? I'm not too sure. I, I think it's, that's that. one of the agreements. Yeah. I mean, they just have to open up seven days. It's part of the, like, you get the lease, but you've got to be open these yeah, days. Yeah. So. I mean, if you're paying that much rent, you probably want to be open. Yeah, exactly. Seven <laughs> days. Like, can we open yeah. for eight days yeah. this week? Is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> can we have that in our lease? Yeah, but, just, but that's, again, like higher staff costs. You know, you know, Monday's apply, but you've got to keep writing that out. That's a big, yeah. it's a big risk you take when you look at opening up a business mm. as well. It's like, you know, what, if you're minimizing your overheads if you have to. And yeah. Maximizing your trade. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 Just balance it's it out. Other than that, no, I can't think of anything that's closed. The, the other one, I don't know if we measured, mentioned it on the um, first podcast, but uh, Samuel's closed at the end of last year oh, and yeah. it's been taken over by uh, the head chef there, Callum, mm. who's young guy and obviously ambitious. He's quite, quite young, isn't he? He's 20, 23 20, I think, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, he, so, he, yeah. he came in for a couple of days at Caveau when he was... 18 or 19 a couple of years ago. He's having a red hot go out in Thoreau there at the old um, Samuel's location. Um, good on you, I believe it's a, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, good on him. Shout good out move. to Callum. Uh, he's a great chef and I haven't been to Burnt yet but I'm sure they're doing some great food in Thoreau which is sort of, you know, once Samuel's closes, um, people people want their dining options up there and yeah. there's a lot of city siders up there. Yeah, well, so it seems like he's doing yeah. sort of a, very much a village restaurant um, and that's, the menu, that's the what food. you want. Yeah, it's like, that's you like want a regular. You want a place that you can get yeah. going to. Out, out there, you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want yeah, people coming yeah. in once a week, once a fortnight. Yep. Twice a week, three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Twice a day. Lunch and dinner. Yeah. Yeah. How long was Samuel's open for? Does anyone know that? They were open. On, they've been open since I was. Yeah, 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 me too. Yeah, yeah. They changed hands a couple of times since I've been here. I think. Yeah, the, the bar next door has changed and moved. Yeah, that's changed. Yeah, so they, they chin sold chin the Samuel's bar and then it's now a pizza. pizza yeah, chin, chin Chin, I think. Yeah. That's cool. Chin yeah. Chin? Not, not the... What? Like C-I-S. Yeah, I see my... Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's Italian, isn't it? Yeah, Italian. Yeah, yeah, right. I assumed it was. There it is. Seen, seen. I just think it's really great to see a young chef you know, yeah. jumping on board and, and giving it a crack because the only way that you can get any good at running a business and being an operator is by yeah. doing it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And you've got to start somewhere. Mm. So, yeah. good on you, Cal. Um, anything else? No? I did see a bullpen sports bar opening on Coromel Street when I was looking at the... Um, it's open. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah, in the old cafe right. on Lakes. The, the oh, yeah. is it? Oh, right. They've only sold that. Yeah, so we went over to Scott, had a quick drink there the other week before we went up to Northcon. So, oh, so you have been somewhere new, I have been, yeah. yeah. Well, there you go, oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's been there for a quick one, so. Um, it was nice up there, sit at the bar, drink, so just American style. So yeah, I didn't yeah, have any of the food, though, so I think Ray said yeah. he had some food there the other week, so I have to ask him about that. But, you got yeah, nice. to get to taste the wings and Yeah, Well, isn't that, like, you know... Be all and end all, like. Oh yeah, like, mate. If, if you're a sports wanna, bar and you're not doing good wings, oh, yeah, yeah. good wings. Your yeah. wings, no. Shit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Can't forget that. Need the yeah. wings. Yeah. They were nice. Their husband, wife, there. Um, and they're working it. So. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah, no. like, yeah. Late forties, fifty cool. maybe. So yeah, just run that. So. I'm not sure what their background was, but yeah. Sports. Sports. Shout sports. out to the, the background. Was in sports. sports. Yeah. I like sports. I like drinking. Yeah. Fuck, we'll do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyone been out anywhere else? Recently, for dinner, drinks. Nah, I've CBD. I went to I went to Fratelli Paradiso. Oh, nice. And had dinner. 
a little while days. ago. Yeah, and I'd never been there before. I've been to Fratelli, like a couple of the other Fratellis, yep. but never Paradiso. Mm. And yeah, I mean, what can you say? Like just small te- menu, Italian, Simple, good service, awesome. and just the highest quality produce used across the board, which was fucking delicious. Great wine, and they're lovely people yeah. too. They're, yeah, lovely people. It just really struck me as well. I guess the other comment is is how much that that area has changed in what's point there. Like you got. Like we had a drink at Monopole before we went to Fratelli Party. Yeah. So like you walk past Billy Kwong, there's the Apollo. You know, yeah, there's yeah. just such there's Acme down the road. Like there's just such a hub there of fantastic venues. Um, and yeah. Cho Cho Sun. It's 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 an interesting Paper one. Bird there, yeah, Paperbird's there now. Yeah, yeah Paper Birds there. Yeah. Those guys are legends. Yeah. Um nice. Yeah, it's it's an interesting new sort of angle on this on the lockout law issue and and to see how that area is now developed um, mm. as a result of adapt, the, and, overcome. Uh, adapt and change yeah. Yeah. so we can get into more of that later um, that'll be it for the intros I think if anyone else has any other thoughts or things that they wanted to talk about not nice. really happy to be here yeah <laughs> thanks for <laughs> thank yeah. you very much thank you so much don't people ask my opinion these days yeah. so that's really <laughs> good to be heard <laughs> okay well uh, let's talk uh, real talk segment two um yeah, what like what we got you, Luke, in for, uh, and you know, we've talked to a few other people as well. Obviously, that there is a constant, there's constant licensing issues, and it's it's always changing, and it presents different challenges for different types of businesses and stuff like that. And as a premise, what I wanted to make sure for the listeners out there is that we don't want to sound like a bunch of whinges because any interaction that you have with government and when you have to apply for a license or whatever it might be if I you know even if it's like within your personal life it's always just a very drawn out process of filling in forms and doing that sort of stuff and generally isn't the most fun thing to do so you're always going to sound like it's not you know your favorite activities applying for a liquor license or whatever doing your tax or whatever it is and and we're not we're not here to just whinge about liquor licensing laws so let's get that preface out of the way um so where to start i guess we can do a bit of a little reflection on what wollongong nightlife was like say six years ago mm. not that not yeah not even hey i, well, guess, I guess last days five years ago oh, five and a half years ago i moved here there was none of the small bars except little prints um so if you wanted to go for a like a nice beer during the day, it would be North Gong, and then it'd be half in the night, and that yeah, would that would pretty, yeah. pretty much be it. Yeah. The only Darcy Rise is where I spent most of my time when I first got here as well. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be the closest yeah. to being a sort of a, a small pub. We well, yeah, would want come up from Orange. It was the closest thing to a, a pub like that. Wollongong's lacking a good pub, an oh. all-round pub like that. Munchy yeah. Orange. Like yeah, we, we grew up. <laughs> Munchy, there's like nine pubs that yeah, are yeah. independently owned. Pubs. Proper yeah, pubs, yeah. like all food, like yeah, the gaming's there, but it's not the huge focus. Yeah. But, you know, it's like the like the whole like the trifecta, like you got the food, the pool table, and just the bar as well. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's it. Like this is not yeah. you know, like Dicey Rise is the closest to that as well. I don't yeah. know the foods. I haven't eaten up there actually, but the rest of it, you know, I was just ticked all the boxes. My TAB yeah. area. I mean, Wollongong didn't, didn't even have that pub scene fight. Or have what? Not since I've been had that sort of pub scene. So mm. it seems like all the pubs have been turned into uh, bars with the poker machine and you know, yeah. But then, did, did you go to, to um, Oxford? 
that just closed when I moved here. Because everyone, <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone raised for the Oxford, yeah. It was so good. It was yeah. like, no, you'd go in there, it didn't matter if you were a punk or a suit, like there was no judgement from anyone. Mm. They loved serving you lots of icy cold beers. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah, you could basically get fucked up and enjoy yourself without any discrimination or judgment. Play some, play some pool. Yeah, and then hunt. so, but I guess one of the other issues is that you you used to walk down that strip where the Ox was and where Glasshouse was. You know, if you did the walk from say the Illawarra down to Coonies and then Coonies down to the Glasshouse and whatever, it'd just be just floods of like young people. Being like doing stupid things that people do when they're drunk, yeah. and we've all done it and stuff like that. But I think there was a lot of uh, there was a, there was a lot of violence. Um, mm. You know, there was just issues was. with security guards and things like that. Like a lot of like I just used to hear stories of every you know every weekend about someone that got beaten up by a group of group of people or a security yep. guard or whatever. It just wasn't a very nice culture. Well, it, it kind of wasn't a culture. Yeah. It was just just get just trashed. getting trashed. Yep. Yeah. That's what I, it was exactly like that yeah. when I came down here. The only place, I mean, I've been here 11 years now, but the North Gong was kind of the best place mm. to go and just Maybe that's because it's out of the way, I think. Chill the, out. And, when you have, like, places that are all close at the same time in that similar vicinity and everyone gets kicked out at the same time, course at 2am is going to be just absolute chaos. And that's and everywhere. That's not just yeah. Wollongong. But Wollongong had an, statistically had an exceptional amount of incidents, didn't it, and mm. violence, and, yeah. you know, um, but it has changed, or is changing. Yeah, it's also my time, we had the uh, liquor accord meeting on Tuesday, just been, so I went to that, so that's all the licensees got in and chat with a meeting with police as well, and our police were saying that assaults are at all-time low now, but intox is at a really high rate, they were saying, so there's a lot, so when they, they said when they see someone in the street, the police have to assess the person's intox level at one to five, yep. so like one's like a bit pissed, like four's like quite pissed, five's obviously like paralytic mm. they said yeah again like you said there was 700 fours recorded in the last quarter fours fours like the oh. fours yeah 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 fours good fours what you're going for four. no you want less positive on that at least people are getting fucked up and not hitting each other it's really awesome too like so on saturday just being i worked i had um had five refusals i had to in a, in a bar so um, four of them, great, all young ones, mate, can't serve anymore. It's an education thing now because they expect to get cut off sort of thing now. It's like, so I mean, like, I can't, can't serve anymore. He's starting to show early signs in okay. So they go, okay, no worries. And they walk out. And then yeah, okay. the, the last one we had, like, had a problem with, he was just a guy, just, just got real angry. It was, yeah. He was mid 40s, late 40s, I reckon. Um, and just not used to the RSA thing and thought it was personal discrimination that I had a problem oh, with him. Okay. Mm. And, but like these young ones accept now that that's what happens. You've yeah. grown up, you go to pubs and you're 18, you keep getting pulled back. So the education definitely is there. So they're doing something right, which is really good, like yeah. in terms of RSA. But people who are having to adjust to RSA have been getting pissed. They've been nothing different. They've still got the same amount of piss, but now you've got to say, oh, sorry, no more. Yeah. And yeah. Out of there, so. yeah, it's interesting now that it's sort of becoming a generational thing and it's sort of a paradigm shift of yeah. younger drinkers being used to being told no. Yeah. <laughs> like, no more booze for you. Yeah. I never, like, when I was 18, 19, I mean, that's, I'm 35 now. Yeah. That's, you know, I'm pretty old. Um, but uh, I never got, like, you just didn't get cut off. I mean, in Mudgee as well. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> you just, yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> that's where I came up, like, at the Wolfpack. There was just fights fucking mm. everywhere. Every Thursday night was, like, fight night. It was crazy, crazy culture. But, like, 
you just did not get cut off. But yeah. you were yeah. also responsible for your actions. If you got out of line, your chances were someone was probably going to punch you in the face. Like, so you just kind of yeah. acted accordingly. Definitely. Especially yeah. when you're my size. Like, <laughs> 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 let's go back to this sort of uh, evolution that we were talking about. Yeah. And so obviously in the last five years, when did Dagwood open? Because that was Dagwood well, the first. 20... I think it was like... 11? There was, it, yeah, so it was, it was about six, 2000, uh, 2012, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so end of 12, start of 2013, I think. Because Dagwood opened, Red Score opened in quite quick succession. Yep. And then... Wolf was 13, 2013. Was it 13? Yeah, yeah right. It's mostly end of 2013. Right, yeah. so, so in the last six, seven years, that, there's been a movement which has now been sort of yeah. termed the small bar movement yeah. in Wollongong, the small bar culture in you know, just culture in general here in Wollongong, like there's, each place is different, has its own different sort of dynamic aesthetic and like personality and stuff, and that's shown some positive benefits for the city, yeah. You've got to, got to give a shout out to Louise and Redmond from what's now the Little Prince, that yeah, yeah. they were the first people, yeah. like they had the, yeah. where, where Humber is now on the second level, um, does anyone remember the name of it? I should remember the name, I used to frequent yeah. it. It was like the first really yeah. cool small bar yeah, right. in Wollongong and they were serving really good cocktails and they like really cared. They, they <laughs> changed the game. You know, yeah. They stuck their neck out and, and did good, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Legends. I never, yeah, I never got to say I missed that one, so yeah. I miss those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the, the, the way people drink is changing from what we just said about your poison mudgy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the way people want to drink is changing and I think um, the small bars reflect that and make a positive difference in um, people's behaviour and attitude whilst they're drinking. So I definitely think um, whether that was sort of driven by people wanting to drink that way or by the government allowing those licences to become... Or both. Yeah, well, yeah, or yeah, yeah, more like a, a mm. bit of both. Um, but I think they, they both happened in unison. Um, so that that's kind of a positive effect that hopefully uh, government legislation has made. Well, the, the, you know, they have to obviously move with what people are presenting to them, like as yeah. far as what they would like to do within the space they lease yeah. as a bar or a small bar or whatever it is. So they've got to assess um, yeah. and move with the times. But you're definitely right. The last, that this period where we're talking about in Wollongong, so much has, has changed, just, just going out at night. And it definitely is um, a positive thing. Mm. You, you know there are places you can go and just relax yeah. have a conversation and yeah. drink some booze and yeah. chances are the people behind the bar are going to know a bit about what they're serving you so it makes yeah. it, if you want to know what you're drinking and a bit more about it yeah it's probably been selected for a reason by them um and it's yeah. not you know people don't go into these places expecting i'm just coming here to get fucked up yeah. and, yeah. and yeah. fall over you know yeah. they, they go there for a drink with yeah. their friends you don't yeah. go to chill out you know? ask the bar stuff about the beers do you? exactly so like, like the, the, you know, there's always going to be this culture of, like, we're a uni town. Mm, yeah, like, there was yeah. a recent article about it, like, people are sort of saying, hey, they, they, these uni kids need to calm down a bit and shut up because they're waking me up every night. Um, there was. There was an article last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they wake us up. They come from Morona, walk past our apartments, like, every night. And, like, it's just, it's not like talking. It's just screaming. <laughs> yeah. ripping street <laughs> that down. was me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this is going to exist in Wollongong. You know, the, yeah, there yeah. are going to be these venues where um, yeah. licensing have to frequent to, to keep yeah. 
the animals under control, and they are. They're a bunch of fucking animals. They're twenty years old. Like yeah. they're, they're here to get. You know, a lot of them from the country as well. They, yeah. they get here Most and they're the like, because oh, yeah. no, no police. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's a police like? We're trading past nine o'clock on a Wednesday. Yeah, so yeah. Awesome. So yeah. It, it is moving forward, but there's also always going to be these venues, and they're like, let's be honest. There's kind of a need for these venues. Like, oh, otherwise, where are, the, where are these kids going to go? Yeah. They, they want cheap drinks, yeah, and, yeah. and they want to get loose with their mates. Like, yeah, exactly. Cool. We've been seeing like it's good like the first and like second year students ask ourselves as a small bar. We don't see those first and second year students come in really. We see the third and fourth. They get sick of the first and two. They, yeah. they get sick of it. Yeah. They grow up. They're just like, oh, so they want to get a quiet drink now. They develop. And you do watch the, you know, in that four years, you do watch like what well, their drinking habits are at the first year compared to their fourth year. They yeah. definitely do shift. Like you can see. Well, them first year's so. a bit easier than third and fourth year. Yeah, they're more serious about yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. We see it with with our employees. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you do, see yeah. a change in, in them from. Like yeah. say, first year's just going out, getting loose. They've just gotten yeah. to town, or they live here and they're finally at uni, and you know they've got that. It's yeah. exciting, yeah. uni bar to wherever, yeah. uh, or home to wherever. Yeah. Um, and then third and fourth year, shit's getting a bit more serious, yeah. and maybe they just and they probably got a bit more money too because they're now trying to yeah. work as well. Like yeah. people might a bit less time too, so they probably yeah. going to sit somewhere on a quality of product and not so much the experience, which is would have been going out and getting fucked up. Or the experience money. the yeah. next day when they wake up and they have to go <laughs> and face class. Like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those are the days definitely missed a lot of lectures yeah. in the mornings. Lectures, so, I, I, I think that. The, those venues like that that, that have a 2am 3am license and they have this these people like leaving their venue and going out making noise waking people up like that makes it quite hard for smaller venues when they want to increase their their, their times they can sell sell booze yep. oh, that's that true. makes it really frustrating yeah I, I agree with that the more I think the more the government and licensing can support these independent people who have low incident rates and yeah. a better drinking culture and are, and are really trying to encourage that. Um, that's how we've personally just discussed we've seen the change in Wollongong. Yeah. It's yeah. because of these venues that are doing that. So the more support they can get from the government yeah. and from licensing, I think, the better really for the drinking culture and for a positive forward-moving exactly, yeah. I was thinking, I was like, like Sunday, the Luke's sort of experience with Sundays. Um, trying to get a later license but it's, it's yeah. so annoying having to leave the bar that you just want to stay in at 10pm and if you want to have another drink having to go to, to Harp or Fever yeah, yeah. It's and, and it's, it's you know, like why, or, why is or Collies yeah. where like last well, time I was there we kind of got forced into the gaming area and like I don't really like pokies yeah. and um, neither did the people I was with and we got put on Intox Watch after after two beers yeah. Yeah. because we weren't playing the machines more we being loud. We were just having a joke like it was after work drinks, yeah. but there was nowhere else to go. And if you want to go to that venue and play the poker machines, go for it. But yeah. I don't. Like, mm. I just want to have a drink. Yeah. But I'd rather be at the Wolf yeah. till yeah. 12 than yeah. at Collies. Like, yeah. different people, different places. I think that's the like kind Wolf of... don't have the license, yeah. do they, till no. on Sunday. Anyway. On Sunday, yeah. That's what we're trying to do, extend it now. But even it's so hard. Like, you're right in the extension. It's like, why do you think you could be open this time? It's like, but fucking three other venues next to me, they're open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. why the fuck do I have to justify this? Yeah. Like, it's not going to have any impact. Like, it's going to be... Like, so let's, yeah. let's look... Like, we've got three business owners here. Like, yeah. let's talk about your different experiences with licensing and stuff. You yeah. bought a business. Existing, yep. What was the transfer process like? Uh, that was... That was an absolute nightmare. We had to like transfer, we got, we got delayed. Just like dealing with Olga, it's like, it was over Christmas, we're trying to do it in over November. Oh, and just kind of not getting yeah. answers out of anyone. So yeah. it took us from, we was, I quit my job. Um, I was at the pub, we moved back to Orange in mid-November. It was supposed to be the end of November. The whole transfer process took three months. We're in February. For a transfer? Feb 13th, wow, that's yeah, crazy. So, um, yeah, so Feb 13th we took over and then um, 
They were just like waiting just to get emails back. We, and then we, just, we just did like a transfer for barrels in like 10 days. Yeah, right. No, yeah, I guess yeah. the time of year, I, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah. Or maybe they've, this process has, has sped it up. To, yeah, the transfer for Caveau license would be yeah, November, December, and same thing. Oh, I, yeah, think, I think we got, it, we got it like a couple of days before we were supposed to open. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because. Um, and okay. Yeah, so, like, in terms of just the transfer, Luke, you, it's, it was just a really long and drawn out process. That long and frustrating out. when you're trying to get a business going. Definitely. Definitely. Um, and then, and then the other thing you see, you've recently applied to extend your license on a Sunday. Yep. So we want to go from, from just uh, from 10 p.m. till midnight. And this is where we're having a bit of a problem. We've got to see how we go because. We are a general bar license, so hotel general bar. So our approved like trading through the week is like some like it's like five a.m. to midnight, which is like this the. Is that, is that same, so that's primary service, right? Yeah, it would be the same as well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so till midnight, all, but Sundays ten to ten. That's like written on the the August stuff up there, Ilga. Mm. Um, ten to ten. So we're extending outside of the allocated hours. So it's going to be tougher. But so if they knock us back, so it's it's been approved by council, approved by Strata. They've said okay, no yeah, worries. Yeah. So, um, Council put in a 12 month trial period for us, no incidents, you'll be fine, sort of thing. So, I've got that approved, our DA's in there, it's with our ILGA at the moment. Um, but the thing is, they knock it back, we can just transfer to a small bar license and we automatically get 2 a.m. every night. It's it's bullshit, I just, it's an old license, so you have to stop 10, we go, all right, we'll be this now. So, we just mm. transfer, because our capacity is under 100 still, like that's still small bar capacity is 100. That makes sense, does it? Then, um, so, what's the, what's the benefit of having a general license? I think the small bar. Do, do you have any benefit in having a general license than having mm, a small bar license? So our capacity can be you know, capacity is not capped. Okay. So, but our capacity is 100 at the moment because of our toilets. Um, yeah. Which is so you're capped by your toilets. You've got heaps of toilets. Yeah, yeah, yeah shared let's... toilets between yeah, us, right. cross, but they yeah. don't cross. It's like yeah. the fuck. Like you go into like the red bar's <laughs> got one toilet between both. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. So Illawarra was saying their capacity is 600 there because they've got six toilets. They want to put, they want to put more toilets in hopefully to get so up. So you can to fit 100 people in a toilet? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> 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 right. well, you fit two or three in so there. The, so the benefit of a, of yeah, a general right. license is, is capacity. And so you don't have to one serve of, food with your with, You don't have to serve food. Yeah. Right. With booze. Like uh, a restaurant license, you have to serve food. Yeah, small yeah. bar license, you wouldn't have to serve yeah, food. Yeah, so small yeah. bar either. Yeah, but yeah. restaurant, you, yeah. ha- you cannot drink unless you're yeah. eating. Yeah. We can't, like here, yeah, that's what you're doing. Not that people come here just drinking. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's getting that through at the moment. Hopefully that'll come through and we'll be stoked. We just want to be 12 to 12 every day. Oh, sorry, like 4 to 12 every day. We'll be stoked too. Man, just someone to drink. Like North Gong shuts down at 10 as well. So Peppy's is open at midnight as well. So And this is the same thing. You're right in the process. You're like, why you say, you know, Peppy's are open at midnight. Like the Harps open at midnight as well. You know, and they've got that bad of a record. Like, oh, it's just their old license. They have The brewery can open at 2 a.m. But this is what I don't get about the whole old license thing. It's like they have the the power to just to change it don't yeah. like regardless whether it's old or new it's like hey you guys have had this many instances we're going to give you a, a 12 p.m trial run yeah that's for six right. months yeah and we're going to maybe reward the the guys who have lower incidents because they seem to be promoting a good culture i mean i don't know like yeah. just seem to be stuck in it i always, I always find it strange that it's the, like the building that has the license so there's, there's a couple yeah. of sort of clubs yeah. that haven't been open in two years, but they still have like a 3M license. Yeah. And then do yeah. they count that when they say, oh, we've given out too, too many licenses well, in I that area? They, I guess they and must have to. Because yeah, it's, if it's guys in Sydney, they probably yeah. don't even know if the places are trading or not. I mean, mm. they've obviously got a pretty difficult job to do on, oh. their, on licensing on their end as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like they've yeah. got a responsibility to the community to, yeah. to look after, I guess, and promote 
a good, safe nightlife, as yeah. you mentioned, Steph, which is a pretty big job. Mm. And Luke, you were saying like in applying for this um, 12 o'clock on a Sunday license, like you have to fill out a form that so they say like, why are you applying for this license? Yeah, it's and you have to sort of yeah. rationalise that. Now, to me, it seems pretty obvious that like when you're not open, you're not making money, you're a business person and you just want to make like yeah. some more money and have a business that's open till 12 on a yeah. Sunday. Like there's a, there's a demand for it, Supply you want to open for it. Yeah, that's... And, couldn't really put that down as a reason. Hey, why do you want to open just like three dollar signs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like, exactly. <laughs> but they have to fill the rest out. Like, just well, it's like for us. Though, so we don't we don't our, our offering is alcohol, not food primarily. So we don't really do much food. Um, so our we don't see trade get busy on Sundays until nine nine thirty, and we've got to shut the doors at ten. Yeah. So, yeah, so no, it we must be frustrating. We just stand around. So yeah, nine nine thirty. We suck in the, the post restaurant crowd, like all the, the pre going out or whatever's that, and then yeah. So that last two hours is like where we actually make our money. So between yeah. ten and twelve every night mm. is where we make. The majority of it you know, like, yeah yeah especially so yeah, yeah. It's just the, they're trying to say that sundays are normal days so there shouldn't be any penalty rates um but then the automatic trade now is supposed to be 10 a.m till 10 p.m on a sunday and that kind of makes no sense if, if it's going to be a complete normal day in the eyes of every other government agency why not with the licensing like, yeah. why why That's a good point. Why is it 10 p.m. on a Sunday? Oh, and it's not everyone works Monday to Friday. Yeah. Exactly. Well, exactly, yeah. Like, maybe I, I want to yeah. go out on Sunday. Yeah. Like, like yeah. most, most hospitality people. Well, yeah. again, I think it comes back to, like, let's, like, look after and, and help um, the little guys who are, are trying to promote a good mm. drinking culture. Yeah. That's, isn't that really the core issue? Yeah. Safety. Well, so I said, there's, been less, there's more intox, but less, you know, less assaults, which is good, yeah. you know, with what people even watch. One thing mm-hmm. to also like, like to think, like on Saturdays, we have uh, nine staff on, so that's a guard and eight inside, so nine staff for capacity of 100, so that's one staff member to every 11, that's, 11 patrons. That's a, that's a lot, you look yeah. at, like, say, like Mr. Crown's capacity is about 700, you know, you can't tell me they've got 90 staff on. Like, so, 700? Know, something like 700, wow, something up there, it's huge yeah. like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've never been and there. Even then, you can't. Oh, you've got to go. <laughs> You're missing thanks, out. Thanks, Steph. We'll go together. <laughs> I've spent enough time in that place. With <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't here at that yeah, age, or, or I'm sure I would have been in there. Yeah. I wasn't here at that age. Three, three dollar pints on a Wednesday for two hours. People just keep fighting. We don't know why. Just three dollar pints. Toss the boss. Yeah. Oh, I am just tossing the boss. Free everything. Toss the boss. Oh, look into that. So... So I guess like, I guess sort of everyone has a different experience, but what we're seeing now is more people getting licenses, which we will get into in a second, but everyone's got different experiences of dealing with licensing and it's for different reasons. And it seems maybe a little bit like it's sort of your approvals and things like that. It can maybe a bit dependent on culture around drinking at the time like if there happened to be a bad if there happened to be a bad assault one weekend and 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 you've been preparing your application to go in the next week that that might mean that the outcome's different or or if if it hits the like a person a person who's on the board of ilga or whatever it is who has a different view and and different discretionary powers to another person there seems to be there might be some inconsistency so some people have had a, a breeze like yourself and you changing transferring a license yep. in, in, the, in a space of 10 days and then and then Luke taking yeah. three months mm. and I think that what's important is 
is, is that it's consistent for everyone and that it's a level playing field. Well, we took, like, with Babyface, it took us seven months to get a restaurant licence. We had to open without a licence, like, and do BYO. Yeah. Which was right. so, like, not... It was our, our busiest time. Like, yeah. we lost out on yeah, thousands yeah. and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of alcohol sales um, and had to open with what was not our intended full offering that we wanted to be really proud of right. and like you know here's our experience we just had to say bring your own booze because we needed to open because we were paying yeah. staff mm. rent yeah. um, and, and what that, was the reason why I, because of the incidents in this area yep. like with the Illawarra I think is, is a high um, well I'm assuming yeah. it's the places open late Illawarra and um, the Grand and um, 151 or Bourbon Street oh, or whatever it's called <clears throat> yeah. um, and they're all close by and they're all primary service allocations which you know you, you don't have to eat as we've discussed um so i, I think well that was their reasoning they just said it's a um See that that word. i think it was a controversial area um yeah. and yeah it affected like a restaurant it, well yeah like it did it affected us yeah i think that's where the, the, yeah. not, the common sense kind of comes out of <laughs> i think that's what we're talk- definitely talking about but i think now it, it has changed mm-hmm. a lot and it's a lot easier that was only It'll be three years in October. So it was about two and a half years ago that we applied and we didn't get our license until the following late April. That that, that amount amount of waiting time makes it, because you're never gonna, you're really gonna find a a building, apply for your license, and then it's gonna take you the same amount. And not have to pay rent for some Yeah, 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 exactly. So like, that that timing is is out with with reality. That was really hard for us, and we were getting getting incredibly frustrated. I'm, I'm sure there were reasons, but the reasons we got told was it was a high incident area, and but I, I think it should be different for a restaurant. Like we said, yeah, you that, have that to submit your menus, um, yeah. trading times, images, like, mm. like you know, everything. You have to full disclosure on like what you're serving. Mm. Um, when we did that, we thought. Did you tell me you're doing natural wine? It might, yeah, that's that, yeah, that, that, that's that, that'd be wine, that mate. Fuck this. <laughs> Not enough sulfates. Um, <laughs> no. Well, yeah, it was a hard, it was a pretty hard time for us mm. as far as um, having to open, as I said, with, mm. without a full offering and having, just having to wait that long for something seemingly pretty straightforward. And so what's your, what's, like, what are your, when, when something's being dragged out that long, like, what's your, like, what sort of courses of action do you have to be able to either speed that process up or engage with the people that are making the decisions? Just, you, you get allocated... A, a person like that deals with your like a case manager, I guess it yep. is, and you can just you just shoot them an email and so ask them, and then they just give you a response. And so, what was the response during that time? Like, I'd have to look back, yeah. like to tell you exactly, but it was pretty much just this is <coughs> the, the amount of time it takes at the moment because of um, your address, your location. Yeah. I mean, they. Yeah, but that, I don't understand how it can go over the course of like it just it just means there must be just slow moving parts in in the, in the, the government process because you can have twenty meetings about. Yeah. about whether or not this one venue gets a liquor licence or not mm. and you can have two meetings a week and it still won't equate to the amount of time that it took. That's yeah. a long That's a long you time. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like, like, compared to other people's experiences that I know. Yeah. And But if we had have rented a different space that had a licence or, yeah. or bought someone's business and changed the name had a licence attached it could have taken Most a couple of weeks. Yeah. Just because I mean, of the licence. You could buy an existing licence and then do what you basically what you want with it. 
once you change the license. Yeah. So like, yeah, you could. You as could, long as it's within the, the yeah. laws of, of yeah, exactly, said yeah. license. So like, so then they've got they've got no control of what you're doing. Yet with you as a new license, they want to know exactly what it looks like, what your yeah. menu is, what you're serving, and that was just a bit out of whack. It's the same as a new DA with mm. putting a new DA through council. Like the because we had an old DA here. You know, our, we have nowhere wheelchair access to our bathroom or anything. Mm. Um, it's on the second level of the building, and we've yeah. got one bathroom in capacity of 80 people. Um, That's <laughs> what yeah. do we do? But like his boy across the road, how many? Like, how, how do those guys all have get away with their bathrooms? Like, yeah. that, they've got one bathroom with two urinals and one one toilet, one yeah. Stall, yeah. toilet stall. Yeah, and. All these restaurants, including the Japanese place down there, are using. So, how many people, yeah. as far as capacity, yeah. you want to talk capacity? Yeah, there's yeah. probably a capacity of what 600 across the road. Yeah, using yeah. A, a men's toilet with two. Year, like, That's the only way I'm not sure how it's legislated or how it's managed, as far as. Yeah, you know, 75 people is that capacity there. I'm pretty sure. Is that his yeah, point? Well, that's just one of. Yeah, one of six venues. Yeah. I know, and then we're still limited to 100 people with because like 100 yeah. people in the wolf's still quite space. You know, we could easily go up to 110, 120 yep. in there. Like, yep. it'd be quite nice to have, but yeah, I got to cap it at 100, unfortunately. Which is probably yeah, a good number to, for you guys to control as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, it starts getting harder. Yeah, you some, yeah. yeah, but you say that, and uh, you know, if you can if you can bump it up to 120, that's a you know, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a twenty like twenty percent increase of yeah. of, of your patronage, which, yeah. is, which is a lot. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. If, it, if if it works, like if it means that you have to put another security guard on, you can still pay them for the night, like or yeah. whatever it might be. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty percent of people. Yeah. I think it's where it comes down is the, con- the consistency and the consistency. Maybe not transparency, but just uh, having the the information knowledge and to why is why does that seem like a rule. And, and for yeah. one and not for the other. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the, uh, the, the main issues whenever you talk to anyone about what they've, their experiences with licensing. It's always those inconsistencies or not having the information and not being able to get the information yeah. clearly enough. Yeah. So, like, looking at a couple of cases uh, from a few years ago, it, they were both applying for a license right around the same time and they got two different outcomes. Mm. Um, and... I'm not going to pretend to know the reasons, the, the, the whole host of reasons, but those two places are Humber and Sifters. Um, even Humber faced a lot of challenges in getting their liquor licence. Yeah. And uh, my initial thought would just be that if there's a place that's promoting a better drinking culture than one that you know previously existed in terms of having a solid food menu, like a, a good food offering that people were interested in, um, and you know, making nice cocktails and stuff, making people appreciate what they're drinking, not just slamming it down and running out the door and whatever it is. Three dollar shots. Yeah, like that's that again sort of comes into the consistency thing, I guess. Um, you know, that they wanted to sort of help promote good drinking culture in in Wollongong by having a venue like that, good food, all that sort of stuff, and then they faced a lot of you know pushback when it came to getting their license. Now we can all understand that. Maybe this area of town or whatever has too many venues and things like that, and I think that, that was one of the sort of main reasons issued was that there was just too much, too many of these types of licenses around here. But um, there should be some sort of differentiation between the offering of each venue, like, and I'm and I'm sure there is. They do take these things into account, but 
how much so, I don't know. It must have just gotten to a point at that time right. where the yeah. powers that be just said no more. That, no matter who does yeah. what, no more. That's until we sort this out and then we can start again. Like, yeah. that's, how, yeah. that's how it seemed. Yeah. From an, like, so there was a lot of licenses, there were a lot of new bars <laughs> opening around that time and I think mm. it did get to a point where it was quite a few but like I said, like there's, within this area there's two licenses. One's not open. The, the garden or ex Castro's. Well, they're That's not open anymore. Knocking, yeah. But it's still a license. And then yeah. even like 151 only opens sporadically. It's not like it's always open. They, so I, like, who knows? I, mean, I think they open like once a fortnight. Yeah, yeah. I, they only open when it's like a week and they know they're going to be yeah. full mm. everywhere else. So like, yeah. so those licenses are there. Like, you know, were they taken into account as part of like of too course, many licenses in this area? they would have yeah, been. Exactly. And they're, they're, they're hardly ever open. But the question is, and this is something that I talked to Anna about, is... If it's in the law that if you've got all your, you know, I's dotted and T's crossed in your application and you and you fit within the legislation, you've got your plan, like your plan follows everything that's needed. Is there is look? I'm not a lawyer and I don't actually know this, but is there a clause anywhere in in the legislation that says the people have discretionary powers to be able to to just veto an application because of because of the surrounding cultural circumstances, whether it's some violence or stuff that's happening up in Sydney with the lockout laws at the time or whatever it might be, like, is it fair that instead of looking at each case individually, the powers that be go, no more, because it's kind of bad what's happening at the moment, which means that any people who are, you know, toiling over starting a new business or whatever for the the last however long, they're in now this time frame where stuff's bad, people just go, no more. And it shuts them down. Like, it yeah. was a very bad time in, in Sydney around then yeah. as well, wasn't yeah. it? Like the worst time in yeah. Sydney, yeah. where there was like the whole King hit thing. Mm. That was around the time these guys were going for their licences. Mm. Like, obviously, that's going to come into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it, where where in law is it allowed to come into? Yeah. It? Is it like well, I, I guess, guess they, they have they've they, got discretionary yeah. powers, they, they, and, you, and you, you want them to have discretionary powers. Yeah, but I think you almost want them to be. To be more so rather than having a blanket rule and being like, nah, no more, that's too much. We've hit our, hit our max. Looking at them individually, looking what they're offering, um, you know, what they're trying to do and, and assessing it on their individual merits. Yeah. So I think you, obviously you want them to have discretionary powers where they can say, oh, well, we don't want another massive nightclub next door to that nightclub. Yeah. That yeah. seems like a bad idea, guys. Yeah. Um, but then on the other side of it, you want them to go, oh, well, it's a restaurant. I know it, that's a, a deemed a bad area. But it's, it's a small restaurant serving that cloudy stuff. Which is a big difference. It's, it's, it's a, you know, that, that's, that's probably a pretty extreme yeah. case. Yeah, like yeah. In, in Sifter's case and Humber's case, they were both going for the same licences mm. that these other ven- venues um, have in that area that is a troublesome part of town. Yeah. But again, I think there's this intricacy. I think but some of it comes down to the licensing laws and never going to quite keep up with the way people are drinking. I think no, like, they seem to have I, recently changed the small bar license, which they like said kind of gets rid of the, um, what's the, the what's one you've got, the, not the hotel license, the, the general, bar, general, the general bar, bar license, yeah. which kind of gets rid of some of that. So I think yeah. there's, as they're evolving, there's probably some crossover and, and some things that need to be made obsolete or yeah. updated yeah. or revamped. Yeah. So I think- They've also got to have this, this I mean, 
we can all sit here and speculate. We, we don't know the staffing situation at oh, Florida yeah. in Sydney, do we? Yeah. Like, they, you can imagine they're probably They maybe staff. don't have, oh, okay, go, go there's ahead, 10 see. different people here that we can allocate to go all up and through these cases. To yeah. make, they might have been like, we don't have the staff to do that. Yeah. Mm. I mean, exactly. Who knows? But again, to, to, you know, to a business owner who's going to wait seven months for his licence, yeah. that's not really much... Um, Big dollars. You just yeah, it's, exactly. Like, so that, that's not really yeah. much... Um, and people sort of, like Anna Nails who put all this time into their idea and... Yeah. And everything, um, and then couldn't have to change the idea. Yeah, which they did and did well. Yeah. So do you guys do you guys want to hear what Anna had to say, like about their experience at Sifters? Yeah, in, sure. yeah, back then. So what we'll do is we'll pause here and then um we'll listen to Anna and then we'll come mm-hmm. back and have a chat. So yeah, we had full support of council and of the police, and we wrote our venue management plan with the police, and we you know close watch it with the council and handed everything in we we pretty much went for a a hotel license or a general bar license because that was what our basically our business model kind of called for because we wanted our drinks to stay sort of cheap we didn't want to make them too expensive so that regular clients couldn't be there Mm -hmm. because it can get quite exclusive like if you're putting up your class of your drinks then only certain kind of classes people can drink there you know which is definitely not what we wanted so that's why we chose the license that we wanted not because we were like oh we want to be a nightclub we want to be huge we just knew that to get enough people through the door to sell drinks at the price that we wanted to sell them and to make it like an inclusive younger space that's what was going to suit our business model Mm -hmm. so we went for it and then yeah I think two weeks before we were due to open we got a just an email out of the blue saying that we our liquor license was going to get rejected um and so we organized a private meeting with them with Ilga this is in Sydney and went up there with the Small Business Commission. Yeah, we went up there and had a meeting and it was really clear that they just weren't really going to budge or they weren't, they couldn't even really give us, I'm like, yeah, happy to pretty much say this on the record. They, we met with one of the board members who's on the, who's on Ilga or Ogre or whatever and he was pretty much saying, you won't get that license and we said, why not? We've written our venue management with the, with the cops, uh, the whole council approved, everyone everyone approved, why not? And he said, oh, you're effectively, what you're saying, it's, 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 a, it's a beer garden. What you're wanting to sell beer in is a beer garden. And we said, well, what's, what's wrong with that? Like, if we've got all the kind of, if we've met all the requirements that are expected of us from the police and from all those other things, then why, what grounds do you have to reject this? You know, they've got to, it's got mm. to be from the Liquor Act, they've got to reject it. And he said, well, well, more crime happens in a beer garden, and we were like, "Well, where are the statistics for that? You don't even have, you don't even have that." Yeah, he pretty much said you can get any other license that you want, but you can't get that. Um, and we thought, okay, well, yeah, we don't want it. We're just gonna, well, the, we'll open it as a co-op or whatever. Get the cafe open, and then we'll address it later. Yep. And then, yeah, I think Humber experienced the same kind of problem, but then they went more. We were kind of advised not to go public because we were going to get a license later down the track that that might rub them up the wrong way and so you might get not might not get one if you cause a bit of trouble so just we were about to lay low and then yeah um humber i think they went for a for a general bar license as well um and almost encountered the same kind of problems but then they had a public hearing and kind of you know got lawyers and those kind of things um which we yeah didn't have enough money to do and then yeah they got it I think the root of it was because they thought they didn't know who we were. We were obviously we were a small business and we were starting out. Um, but yeah, they didn't know who we were. They didn't know, you know, how much money we had and how responsible we were going to be. So they 
took it as kind of like a, well, if we don't know who you are, then we can't give you this big responsibility that is a general bar license. But, I mean, that's just moving the goalposts. That means the law is not, not equal before everyone, you know. And they mm. kind of said, oh, there's too many, there's too many, there's already too many general bar licenses in that area. Um, and so we don't want to give any more. But, I mean, that's not the case because they gave a general bar license to Humber not that long after us. Yep. Just because they hired lawyers and had it held a public hearing. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, obviously it's well suited to do that, but I don't think, in my opinion, they just, they have discretionary grounds to sort of knock things back. But, I mean, their discretion is kind of really not founded because they don't, they sort of just change the goalposts depending on who, what their personal preference is, whether they think that you're up to it or not, which is not really, you know, if the, if the police and council think that you're responsible enough to have a liquor license, then yeah. they should too, you know, they, yeah. they should be kind of an equal, there should be criteria that you should be able to meet, which we met those criteria, there was really no reason for there to be concern about whether we'd be responsible enough to have a liquor license, because just because you're starting out and you don't have, you know, huge amounts of money to fight it shouldn't be the reason of why course. you don't get a liquor license. <clears throat> okay, cool, yeah. Thoughts on what Anna had to say about her experience trying to get Sifters licensed? Pretty much what we've just discussed, I think. Yeah, is, we've touched on it. Is they, some of it, uh, like, it seems from what we've talked about, which, like, what was going on in Long at the time, and what Anna has just said, that basically they've just said no more. Yeah. Yeah. You are going for this license, and we're not willing to give you one, so you need to go for another one. Yeah. And whether or not there should have been more discretion involved or something. Yeah, um, I think that, that shows the inflexibility. Um, with different venues that are saying that this license is no more than whether it's a, you know, a beer garden or sort of outdoor relaxed drinking or, or more of a all purpose venue like Humber. Um, which is outdoor drinking too. Which, which is going to, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it's going to be um, So yeah, it seems like they're, they're, there's not much flexibility within each specific licensing or license. Yeah. Mm. So whether they need to <clears throat> increase the amount or be more flexible with it. Because the, you know, it seems strange that two places going for the same license at the same time was so different. And then, yeah, they were both trying to go for the same license. As well, I mean, you've got to... Like, Sifters is essentially... I mean, it's shipping containers for yeah. those people people who don't actually know. And sort of temp fencing, and it is in a car park. It's not a permanent structure as well. Yeah. Like, as Humber is oh, yeah. a permanent structure that has a kit, full commercial kitchen mm. that's serving. So that... It is a, two very different They venues. are two very You've different You've got to venues. look at that. Yeah. But I also think that there should be some consideration by council about the benefit of the benefits of allowing something like Sifters Bar through. Because yeah. you look at, you know, bars in Melbourne or there's other examples of a model where it's more temporary, more just yeah. as casual as you can and possibly... Works really well. yeah, and yeah. works yeah. really, yeah. really well. Like, why... Like, it's only tradition and you know the existing structure that means that we view a pub or a drinking area as a fixed bricks and mortar location with good toilets and 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 that sort of thing like Mm. so you know it's it is things like sifters even even though they didn't get their license and and you know put a put a cafe in there that just made this like average coffee for so long until they changed I'm joking. <laughs> 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 it's 
same coffee though. You just look at me so seriously. I was like, I'm joking. Um, yeah, no. They brought sort of a cafe into it and then, and then you know, fostered other small businesses um, mm. in there as well. Like that, you know, it'd, it'd be interesting that into consideration. If they applied for a license now, would they get the license with, with the same sort of paperwork? Like the whole shifters thing, like it would have been, it's such a cool space. Like we obviously operated there and you would have people coming in all the time saying, can we, are you guys open at night? Can we drink here? Are you guys open at night? Can we drink here? Like week in, week out. It would have, it would have been such a cool yeah, outdoor yeah. summer venue. Yeah, you know? exactly. It is really unfortunate that, that they didn't get is a license. Is there a BYO license there now? Or is it we don't no? need a license BYO at all. Yeah, okay. Oh, so no, um, no, no, no alcohol. Oh, um, I, don't, no, I, don't, I wasn't too sure if you could or not. So, so yeah. just going back to what Anna was saying though, like I guess, yeah, uh, again, we don't want to sound like we're just whinging here, but it is, it is a shame that a place with so much promise was rejected and then Humber, which is a great place itself, applied at the same time, was rejected, but had the resources to yeah. appeal that, yeah. and then yeah. it got the decision reversed. Yeah. And it's a bit of a shame that, that that means that it's not a level playing field. You need more resource. It's, it, that's just a factor of whether or not you have the resources yeah. to be able to yeah. put into that's the, that's the yeah. process, and if you've yeah. got but the resources I think at the time when, when Humber were having trouble, you, you, it was a bit of a, like, well, if they can't get a licence, like, who, like who, the, who the fuck is supposed to? Obviously, I was under the impression with all like the things the in the paper and everything that they were going for a restaurant licence. No, they, I think they, they wanted a full hotel license. I know license that, but that was they, not... Yeah, right. It was just like, we can't oh. get a license, help us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. And it came out that it was the same license. I didn't know that for a long time. Mm. Yeah, right. There you go. But yeah. I so, mean, at the end of the day, they're pretty much just a, a bar that serves food. Like, really. Yeah. And the cafe yeah. by day. Like, it's more of a restaurant space. Yeah, I've never been is. into... I don't think I've ever seen anyone wasted at Humble. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Christmas parties, probably. That's yeah, maybe. Yeah, but, yeah, but, like, that's, that's anywhere, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's not at the Wolf. No one talks there. No one talks there. No, they get kicked out. No dickhead rule at the Wolf. Yeah, yeah. Fucking dickheads. Fucking Christmas. Again, I guess I guess the underlying thing, what the more it comes back to is if there's cool places doing positive things and promoting a good drinking culture, we're going to have a better ball and gong. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, yeah. Young, young people doing it, old people doing it, I don't think yeah, it really yeah, matters. Exactly. It's just what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, like, if there's, if you said like third year uni students starting to go away from those places of mass intox and go into the wolf where there's no intox at all, yeah, the slightest. Not, yeah, yeah, not at all. <laughs> just, just, uh, just have yeah, drinkers. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, um, it's that, good that, that's good for the future. They want to stand an hour and yeah, yeah, exactly. Drive home. Yeah. Um, quickly, then also just touching on uh, going back to going back to a few years back, there was some pretty serious intervention by Wollongong police um, in upholding liquor licensing laws, and you had experience with that. Andy and stuff. Yeah, Do we Dag, want to talk Dagwood, about that at all? Dagwood had a, like a lot of little weird kind of problems, and I think a lot of it stemmed from where, like their location, yeah. and the fact that it was never a bar, restaurant, whatever the license was before, and then it became one, mm. and then the residents across the road in a tower of apartments had a massive problem with the noise there because apparently just and it does. I live I live on the seventh floor and apart, everything just travels straight up. And that's where I think a lot of their problems stem from. But in my experience, they were treated like uh, like a high incident venue. Um, 
whether it be one of the places around the corner that traded like and Dagwood was all Stan and Aaron were very much like it was about the food for them. Yep. They wanted it to be more of a dining and drinking experience than just a bar. It, it definitely developed into a bar, yep. like I think, just that maybe it was the way it's set out. Yeah. These things evolve organically, you know, with the way people perceive them or, or what they want it to be. Um, but they, they had what I thought was endless trouble for a place that was trying to... Um, serve yeah good food and booze and again it just come i think it comes back to the time that they were doing it in when they opened and because they were having complaints from residents about people leaving about people just being there even though they were only trading till 12 from memory um they got treated to the same as as you know one of these high incident venues um and like one night at about 8 30 we had eight i think it was about eight police eight cops come through and Paul Hamish, the manager, out the front of the venue. People were just eating dinner and stuff, and he got yeah sat down for this massive. And I don't know what had happened to make this sort of yeah. this happen at Dagwood, but I think that obviously they were doing, and it was happening everywhere. It was, but not in restaurants, and that's mm. more of what Dagwood was, and that was their license and everything. Which I, so it kind of that baffled me. They obviously get told to do something there's reasons and, and bang yeah. you go you get here's a list and go and like sort of make sure these places are doing the right thing like yeah. but Dagwood got, used to get hit really hard um, why I'm yeah I'm not really mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. and there's a few other places that that you get hit hard at that time and I guess that's just a matter of yeah here's people list. you know yeah just people um, you know just a response a response to violence and stuff like yeah. that in the community but Which, I guess um, there was yeah. never any there were no fights attacks yeah, 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 like yeah. people were coming in here yeah. eating dumplings and pork buns <laughs> and having a beer you know like so that's like I guess um, you know one thing that I was thinking about was if you're going to have a culture which where drinking is a part of the culture violence is always going to be a product of people getting drunk and if you, you, you're not going to solve that, if, if there's people, you know, uh, the, the way to solve it, if you want to solve alcohol fueled violence, is do not serve any alcohol anywhere, yeah. because there are people that get aggressive when they when they drink. Australia is pretty exceptional, come, though, from what I've been told. Like as far as and, and where I've been in the world, yeah. Australia is with a bunch of violent motherfuckers. Like, from yeah. like yeah, a lot of it comes down to it too. Like, so so my question, sorry to interrupt no, you, Luke. Right, no. My my question there then is is that should we be paying more attention to the the root causes of alcohol fueled violence like what what's happening in schools what's happening you know what's happening in the playground or with other social situations in which australians you know particularly young people think that it's okay to get aggressive and be violent like and and particularly when they're drinking like is are we are we is there is there enough sort of being done at the root cause of these things to educate people or is just restricting liquor licensing and closing down Sydney and, and, and that sort of stuff, is that just sort of putting a band-aid solution on what has really deep, deep roots that we that's might exactly not have understood what, That's well. exactly what it is. It's yeah. a band-aid solution. I mean, but like, I think what you're talking about is something that would take years <clears throat> to, to yeah. fix. But I mean, I, I don't know if there's moves being made in schools and stuff, but like, that's that's the thing right there, isn't it? You've got these kids coming up, and it's obviously within them to to react 
like that and hit someone or be mm. violent. Yeah. Um, alcohol makes and, and it more Exactly. Alcohol just, just yeah. fuels it, I guess. And um, I, I think, yeah, it's, it's a, a whole culture thing. I think um, Australia is going to have that that slightly fighting culture kind of permeate everything. So obviously when, when, there's, when, there's, when there's booze and when, when alcohol is treated as, as a way just to get hammered, and to crack on, and obviously you have problems like that. It's the same in the UK, and it's similar in, in America. What's the, what's the UK like, as you, far as? I'm getting yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> as an international manager, <laughs> um, it's, it's pretty similar. People drink to get pissed. Okay. okay. Um, which is funny, because if you go in continental Europe, if you go to you know, France, Italy, Spain, drinking's about enjoyment, about yeah. bringing people together. And about, food, about, and, having, and a lot of yeah. it's with food. And like, how, how different is it? You have a couple of drinks, and it's like, oh shit, I need to eat. Yeah. And like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whereas like, over there you come together, yeah. drink and eat together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whereas you know, here in the UK, you, you go and you all drink and you don't eat because you'll get less pissed if you eat. And that's about like <laughs> it, it's, it's the way it's viewed. Like, <laughs> don't eat. <laughs> yeah. Just don't eat. Yeah. Yeah. Eating, what is that? Eating's cheating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? Like, what does that even mean? Can you imagine like, <laughs> yeah. imagine <laughs> an Italian saying that? Nah, like that's the way. Exactly. Yeah. So the way alcohol is viewed is completely different to, to a lot of the rest and of the I, world. I think that right there is a big, big part of the problem. Yeah. Like Louis that was working for us for a little while, he spent a couple of years working in Copenhagen and he said it is like just amazing, the drinking culture over there. Like everyone's just riding around on push bikes with their beer in one yeah. hand and like everyone is just friendly and just loving life and having a great night and he's like he's just said there is no violence mm. but there's barely any rsa either uh, because of that like there yeah. doesn't need to be like good on us australia we're drinking the street again just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, even, but even like melbourne right, take like, it back. melbourne's yeah. like yeah melbourne's so much different, different. Cr- crazy different yeah. as well in my experience and it's um i mean down there there's there's a lot of food with the with the booze, like yeah. the restaurants and wine bars and all that. The the standards there of what like just people's expectations when they walk into a place down there. The the, the bar they set the bar in mm. my opinion. Like yeah. a, you go to any old pub yeah. in Melbourne that's just like on a corner, and it'll pre- be a standard pub menu, but it'll be fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's, like it's so good. Yeah, hey, you know, there's like, so many good pubs down there. So the food's great. Yeah. And the beers are all amazing. Like it's. Yeah. It's something to, to look to, and I'm, I'm sure Sydney is looking yeah. to Melbourne. Like and, that's why, and that's why it sort of is a bit saddening that something like Sifters doesn't get through, because that would they're be the types good, of yeah. things that change, change the way people perceive what a fun night out is. That's yeah. a really good you, point. You know, yeah. And you don't have to go to massive venues and, and be just pounding piss, like, yeah, and yeah. just be sitting there in a really relaxed atmosphere with your mates, and that's what, like the wolf. that's, that's yeah. what drinking culture exactly. is about in yeah. a lot of other places, you know, but so. let's, I mean, let's, the point that, the whole food thing, maybe it's, these places, like, it's a really good idea to include food in your offering if you are trying to do something different in New South Wales, yeah. Yeah. like, yeah. something very different, like, Sisters was going to be very different, and that's maybe why they said, oh, you can have this license or this license, but... No, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just sort of thinking about, okay, what's the reasons coming from Sydney or the powers yeah. to be? Like, well, you know, they're not just saying no, like, for no reason. Mm. Like, there's got to be yeah. ways I think you have to think about it from, like, myself, if I'm going to open something that's way left field down by the beach or something and it's all outdoors and I'm going to think, okay, what's the best way to kind of tackle this? And, yeah, yeah. and food, bringing people together to eat and then drink like okay, so we want our sales to be fifty percent food, fifty percent booze, or sixty yeah. percent 
you know, like not yeah. not then, then eighty booze, twenty food. Then you got to tailor your menu then, like like that's what the sort of rise of small plate places because then you can you can all yep. sit around you can have a drink yep. and a plate goes in between everyone has a little pick and, and it's like, quick it's, yeah quick go out it's cheap like, Staff, staffing in the kitchen's not a big cost exactly, either yeah. but and, the, the, and I'm just I'm just saying like what can we do in New South Wales mm. as, as people who have these ideas yeah. and like, want as, them as to come as, to fruition yeah, yeah. as much as there's problems you've got to play the game yep. you, you, got to, you can't just go like oh why is this not working why did it not happen they're, they're giving you some reasons and you've got to try and work around you've got to be clever and you've got to be yep. savvy about it if you want to get something put through it done. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's Sifters was going for a licence and Humber had a, a pretty extreme time in Wollongong from, mm. from memory. Yeah. So I guess it's nice now that things are a little, mm. a yeah, little better and we're seeing this. Well, that's where... That's, that's, that's kind of like the final thing that we can sort of try to wrap up this real talk with is that there are new new small bars opening with 2am licences in Wollongong, which is yeah. nice. Um, and, and as we mentioned briefly earlier in this chat, it was always a challenge to leave, say, Howling Wolf or Little Prince or Dagwood at midnight and then find somewhere where you actually wanted to be yeah. because your options then were um, either some of the larger, like the larger pubs that would have been, you know, really busy and lots of really intoxicated people something or, music or yeah. something music or going to a pl- a, like a club like yeah. like builders or collegians or something and like either that. way if, if you're if you're into nice alcoholic beverages you're not getting either one exactly for me yeah, yeah, yeah exactly that's my one like, and that's and that's exactly the type of culture that we that we that we that we want to sort of embrace and, yeah. and see more of so so council has you know approved night parrot open till two which yeah. is really nice um and another venue that we know that, that'll be opening, you know, in a few months' time. There's another um, two, isn't there? Yeah, yeah another yeah, two. Yeah. In, in the works? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Opening in a few months' time that, that'll have those 2am licences, which will provide, you know, that yeah. place for that's, that's older what, people who want a yeah. nice drink. Older people. And provide, and provide like, WASPO workers. Yeah, yeah that's so a yeah, great place to go after, yeah. after yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. Finish at 12, so there's nowhere really to we, go. Saturday nights, we pretty much... Both of us, uh, we no. finish between 11.30 and 12 yeah. o'clock. There's no, like, point. There's no, there's no point, point in me yeah. walking down to the Wharf or the Throsby yeah. at yeah. 11.45 because they probably called last drinks anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, they're sending up too many options. That's what it's nice yeah. there's, there's nothing up, up here. Yeah. No. It's nice to have a night there now. But I, I find it a bit difficult to sort of go there and have a drink up there because <coughs> I'm so like, like Friday, Saturday, I'm amped up, like, yeah, done, done, yeah, yeah. 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 You see, I like a small, quiet wine bar and you serve, and you're like, I can't <laughs> you're sweat. shivering. I can't sweat. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I like, it's like I had a gram of coke sitting there, like, I've got coke. Trying to be real quiet, just like, fuck. Yeah, I'm awesome. like exactly the same. Like, we get ourselves so, yeah. like, yeah. wound up and ready for Saturday night service, the biggest night of the week. And everyone, like, the, the boys, everyone's fucking amped, you know? Yeah. Like, you, yeah. it's a bunch of crazy people show up. And <laughs> yeah. <they're> like, ah. <laughs> yeah it's, so, it would be get nice. Potentially, yeah, like, chatting about there, the new bar, if they're going after that. So, um, you have a dive yeah. bar y sort of feel. It'd be nice, yeah. It's a dive bar, then, like, it's oh, good. Yeah. It's just, that's been the next step for long bars. It's yeah. a good place open the past quite or a good small bar open past quite. Yeah, good dive bar. That, we're, definitely we're, definitely, we're definitely the closest thing to a dive bar, but then we oh. shut, it, shut it 12. So yeah, yeah. Shift there. So around there. I'd love a good dive bar. I love I New, New York 
was a pretty good example. Oh, yeah. So nice. Yes. Yeah. Even like we met in Melbourne, um, Heartbreaker down there, the bar down there. Yep. Great. Just neon sign, Heartbreaker, walking there, one full table, all drinks. Yep. They're, um, yeah, nice. they're the sister venue of the Everly. You know, I've noticed Everly's oh, yeah. a yeah. massive cocktail bar yeah, down yeah. there. So it's really cool. You go to this, this dive bar, it's just like shit on the walls, like just crap everywhere. Where's that, sorry? Uh, Heartbreak, right in the centre of Melbourne, right at the CBD. Right, okay. Yes. Yeah, so, um, you go in there and it's. Um, even like, because they've got an ice company as well, so they're, the third one's a Melbourne ice company. So what they do is when they have, you get a gin and tonic in a tall glass, it's got a cube exactly the same size as the glass that sits in there. It's like, it's, you're in this dive bar, <laughs> yeah, right. drinking this incredible gin and tonic, because they're, they're, they're incredible ice. Because only the Everly was like an offshoot of um, milk and honey from... Yeah, but the Everly is like high-end yeah. cocktails. Yeah, like, so and they've got this, this dive bar as well, just yeah. offer a different, completely different. So Another so, one yeah. is the Beaufort. Yeah, Beaufort, that, yeah, that place is awesome. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to the next month. And they're good. Like Melbourne is Dave great. Dave Kerr is the owner. Like he, they're, they're legends. And Melbourne. you just like, it's just heaps of fun. It's so far ahead. Because like, I'm only going to watch a game of AFL. You look at the AFL draw and you, there's a button. It's like just AFL travel. Click it and it books your accommodation, your flights and your um, ticket. And <laughs> yeah. it just tells you when to leave. Like be at the airport at one o'clock and then fly. Leave now. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I would have missed my fucking plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anywho. Any other thoughts, guys? Um, I mean, we really like... I mean, what we do here is we talk about issues and we, we can't solve them here. <laughs> and this one's so fucking complicated that it's impossible for us to try to solve over the course of a podcast. Mm. But I guess some of the things that we've identified are consistency and, and engagement, with, um, engagement with venues and things like that and maybe a bit of recognition into what they bring to culture in an area, not maybe putting venues under one sort of blanket as alright well this is a 120 person venue that is trying to get a general bar license and then the next 120 person venue is exactly the same like they're because they're not because yeah. they're not there's different places with different offerings um, yeah sort of making it a level playing field for, for people it shouldn't matter if you don't have a huge amount of resources to maybe um, do a public hearing or something like that if you get rejected that, that sort of thing should be on a level, level playing field. But at the same time, um, there are signs that Wollongong alcohol culture is is improving in the right direction. There's licenses being granted, um, and yeah, it's 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 you know, and we've seen we've seen the change over the last few years. So. Yeah, which yeah. has been which again has been awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. so good to see that these places are popping up now because it, it that is what will change Wollongong yeah. nightlife. Yeah, yep. definitely. Cool. All right. Let's leave it there for Real Talk. Beautiful. We got really real. Real. As usual. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to do this? Yeah. This segment is segment to um, show and tell. We thought we'd um, celebrate our chat about licensing by <laughs> tasting some wine. <laughs> the, the funny thing about these wines is that they all come in cans, which is... A new thing, I guess. I know mm. nothing about it. Simon, you brought in the wine. So what can you tell us about tins of wine? So, um, there's an Australian company uh, quite a while ago. They basically invented like a, um, a sort of seal on the inside of the can uh, so that it didn't, the, didn't affect the wine. So from then on, putting wine in cans was not really a problem. It's, it's a really good, same with beer, it's a really good way of keeping wine fresh. It's completely impenetrable to oxygen. So that keeps the wine nice. I think the problem with different um, things that have held wine is it's always been the quality of the wine. If you put shit wine in a bag, it's going to be shit. Put shit wine in a can, it's going to be shit. So more and more companies have started doing canned wine. There is some good ones out there. 
There's probably some bad ones, we'll find out. These are all available from Dan Murphy's. I picked them up this morning. Um, and we're going to go. I think it's got some really good uses, I think, for certain bars. I think, like, bars yeah. like The Wolf, which is do lots yeah. of tinnies, a couple yeah. of wine tinnies, if they're nice. Yeah. can be good if you go to a barbecue, if you go to the beach, um, if you go to a house party. Beach wine. I always yeah. take... Beach barbecue. Yeah, I always am taking, like, 750 bottles and having to swig from the bottle. Yeah, well, like, you're the something. only one that's like, encountered that problem out of the four of us. <laughs> I, I just take some beer, but... Yeah. Like beer it. or a goon sack for the yeah. clothesline and yeah, you sort of um, so I think a little six pack of tinnied wine not a bad thing yeah okay but, well, but we'll I, I think that the one thing you know the immediate thing that we get when we're sitting here looking at cans of wine is that it's just it just looks really fucking weird <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and you know like because we're all such experts in wine specifically Simon who's got even a certificate that has a stamp on it that he knows what he's talking about maybe we can try to we can try to dispel some of the wine the the preconceptions about the humble wine tin in our tasting today so let's I will say I have have seen some of these in the bottle okay yeah, like, and then it's not, it's not shit. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. these guys, yeah, make okay wine. It's, like, cool. yeah, it's not top end, but it's, it, it's, it's stuff you'd be happy to drink um, in many situations. So they all come as refrigerated as this? No, they were all out in the fridge. Oh, they're in your fridge? We put them in the fridge. I took the gamble of putting the reds in the fridge because I feel they're just going to be better. Yeah, okay, right. being in the fridge. Mm, I think not, it's not some, worse. Some Bias, mate. You're doctoring we'll, we'll, the system well, a little bit. We'll here. see that. <laughs> We're just trying to give him a chance. All right, yeah, 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 exactly. All right, let's get started. So, um, so the first one, we've got a nice bubbles. It's mas- oh, mascara. No, this, this one is Prosecco. Prosecco. Yeah, yeah. Prosecco. So, like, sparkling in a can seems like the, the way to go. But so, how big, are the yeah. can, how big are the cans? This is a, me and Luke were talking about today. They're all 250 mil. So, it's quite a, it's quite a serving of wine. Um, do I just swig out of the I can? Think, I, think, I, think, I, think I think you have to swig yeah. out of the can to make it the most realistic. We're just, so we're just sharing here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, it's not too... Oh, that's... <laughs> Are we going to write it down? Yep. We've got one, number one. Each put a silent little, uh, little oh, that's, score. That's, that's <laughs> fucked. <laughs> no, that one, no. I'm not, I'm not even like... 10% alcohol, pretty low. That's not too bad. 10% so what, so what is it a Prosecco? It's the masca, Mascareri. Mascareri Prosecco. Mascareri I'm, Prosecco. I've never heard That's of made up. I've never heard of, yeah, I've never heard of them before. <laughs> Who makes it? I think we're all going to be scoring Don't these on a different Giorgio, scale. Giorgio, so. Giorgio walking <laughs> around this. He'll just walk straight back out. The three Italian wine guys in Australia. All right. The day passion pop comes in the can, though. I think that'll be the game changer. It's not as bad as but like, let's say right now, if they, if you're gonna do it, like it's got to come in like a 440, like a Woodstock. <laughs> yes, it's it's got to be real dirty. Let's, um, let's say that when we score these, we'll give them a score, and then you just write one comment, one just one little like either a tasting note or just one little comment that everyone can share. Is shit one or two T's? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're, we're out of ten, lads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You want to introduce a decimal system as well? Uh, I'm. I'm Slightly pleasantly surprised by that. Well, oh, you you knock yourself out. There's no one else. No, no one else won. So should so we? Should, we should just give our scores straight away rather yeah, than yeah, waiting yeah, till the end. Yeah. So Luke, what did you have? For uh, the I had a four, and in my comments, I had it's carbonated. Okay, well, <laughs> right. that's what I've got there. So done well as it should. Uh, Simon. Simon. <laughs> Who's having another sip? 
It just went up. Uh, yeah, no, I, it's no, I, I think I'm going to give it like I, I thought it was going to be the worst one. Yeah. I thought it would be absolutely terrible. I think it's drink. It's drinkable. It's fruity. It's it's bubbly. I, I'm, I'm giving it a seven. Ooh. It's going to be out there for everyone else. Seven for the prosecco. Here, man, yeah, a four, four to five. I, I've written shite next to it. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I don't usually prosecco is definitely not my jam, but yeah. that is. Not definitely, great, definitely not much. These can actually quite handy, like um, in terms of doing like an aperol spritz or something. You know, in terms of yeah, cocktails, yeah, yeah. Like, they actually might be really handy for us. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. there's, there's going to be a lot less wastage. Yeah. You know, because like, we don't have a prosecco at the moment. We only have yep. a dry white, and, they yeah, and you don't want it. Yeah, you're not a place where you're going to be opening a bottle mm. and like using it in time. No, like, yes. a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. But like, so, sorry, how much yeah. is that, Simon? So I think that was four dollars seventy. So what's so they're all all around five bucks. But so, and what is it? Two forty? Two fifty. Two fifty. Okay. So, so, so it's a third of a bottle. Yeah. yeah. So a, a very large glass of wine for, for five bucks. bucks. It's not right. too bad. Well, and, and in and in their defence, they're not going to like you're not going to pay for that and expect it to be. Oh yeah, seven yeah. out of ten. Well, as Simon. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going on. What, like, what as, if we actually get a good wine? What's, what's a, Simon going to score? <laughs> it? Yeah, well, well, yeah. Maybe maybe I'll. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll <laughs> I just think like compared to. A lot of like cheaper proseccos. Yes. Uh, oh, there's a lot of shit out there. Like ten dollars for a bottle range, or even fifty dollars bottle range. All very you know, basic, sparkly, fruity like that. Yeah. Yep. So I think I think for me, I'm I'm going to go on. Is it as good as what I could get in a bottle? Fair, fair enough. That's, That's probably going to be my scoring system. Whatever anyone else does, it's different. I, I would I would give the bottle the same score. The same score. Yeah. Yeah. So I gave. I, it a, I, gave it, a, I wouldn't give the bottle a seven out of ten. I gave as, it a five. Then you're not fucking judging this. Pr- Sorry, Seth. Right, that's right. So <laughs> I gave it a five, and I said that it tastes like passion pot without the passion fruit. Without the, the passion. Yeah, yeah, without the passion. Fruit. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, my attention. All right. Well, that's the that's the prosecco, the mascherere prosecco wine tin. Let's go for number two. What do we got? What do we got here now, son? The hootenanny. Oh. Hootenanny. <laughs> the hootenanny. Straight that's up, a, Marlborough. That's a, yeah. yeah. Marlborough Sauvignon. Blanc. There you go. I've never heard of this brand before and I I, well, I might just put out there I think this would be very popular in Wollongong possibly <laughs> I'm probably more worried about this one now right. 13% that's uh, fucking weird it's it's, it's yeah yeah <laughs> um, it's oh. it's just weird to have well, something like, oh Simon it's weird to have something that's like not carbonated you know out of a can that's flat yeah I know what you mean I, actually this is it's going to be confronting I'm, Mm. It's weird, like you, you mentally. Oh, that like, stinks. <laughs> that's you, like you have could, a sip. I'll have a stop. You could, smell it. You could definitely tell that's Marlborough Sauvignon. Just has that <laughs> asparagus smell to it. Have a smell first. Oh, smells like a urinal. <laughs> it does smell like a urinal. Um, <laughs> drink it now. <laughs> oh, Simon, that's terrible. You got that at six and a half. There's <laughs> a, a guy might be able to help us out there. <laughs> okay, so the hoot nanny. Marlborough Sav Blanc. Oh, yeah, that's um, just getting down on scores here. Yeah, are you going to be able to go any lower than the other one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I figured it out. <laughs> yeah. um, scores in the doors? Uh, definitely three on that one. I had to go lower than the previous one. so I may, I may, have, I may have set the bar rather low with the Prosecco yeah, making yeah. four. I so. think I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, see? Okay, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, you're right. Um, yes. I gave it a four compared to my last seven. Ooh. I think it's like it's basically it's everything bad with Marlboro Sauvignon Blanc is green and acid and not mm-hmm. much else. But, but I think if you, if you like Marlboro Sauvignon Blanc, you wouldn't be annoyed with that okay. if you bought it from a can. Oh, really? Honest. 
Oh, yeah, I'm not saying I drink it. I think, uh, yeah. But it's not, it's not a bad, it's not a bad wine. It's just not very nice. 13%. Then, this is the thing too, yeah, it comes in 2.6 standard drinks in that little can, hey. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a big fun. That's a bit like, dangerous. Wouldn't the definition of a bad one be not very nice? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, not a bad wine, well, it just doesn't taste like, good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, then, but like, taste, yeah, taste is subjective. So, like, objectively, it's not a bad wine. Fair subjectively, enough. it's a bit shit. Yeah. If you're into disgusting flavours in your mouth, <laughs> it's not a bad wine. <laughs> Many people are. Danny, what did you give so it? I gave it a one because. Okay. And it, I wrote wow. urine next to it. Urine. Yeah, no, it, it smells. Okay, it, I'm going to give it a one if it smells like a, a dirty pub urinal. Yeah. I gave it a three. And I just wrote, it just didn't taste good. <laughs> yeah. That were my tasting notes on, good notes. on that one. Right. Where, where are we at? We're um, at uh, the Chardonnay ele- next. Elephant in the room. We'll address no, that. I think... Yeah. <laughs> um, I think these guys named this one because canned wine is a bit of an elephant in the room. Some the lime, no, limestone doesn't coast. This, doesn't this come in a bottle as well? I've oh, seen that in the bottle, yeah. I, I have. Yeah, right. Elephant in the room. Yeah. Um... So that <laughs> they have various points of origin. This one tasting that one so yeah. The elephant in the room Chardonnay. It's fucking delicious. I don't mind it. Oh, it's, it smells a lot better than um, yeah. yeah. Than um, piss wine. Look at that. I was always biased to Chardonnay. That, that one. That one's. You know, you said about them tasting flat. Yeah. That one definitely tastes more flat, obviously it is, but mm. yeah. that one tastes more like um, strange coming in from a cat. Yeah. I mean, it's like, that, I imagine that's oaked as well, that you get oak of that. I don't know. Write that down. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. Um, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, or it's got oak chips in it. Is that illegal still? But that's just like the uh, bias. Uh, <laughs> You're allowed to do anything, so. Yeah, well, pretty this much. Is yeah. why we, this is why we don't buy this stuff, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not about to start serving it at Caveau, but I'm. I'm it was a, it was a <laughs> Imagine that, you just order a glass of wine and just hear it. <laughs> <behind. laughs> you got like the car key down the shotgun at two, just like to the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a BMW, BMW car key. There's an idea. Alright, yeah, right. I, I tried it. Oh, you yeah, tried it? I tried the Chardonnay. So, this one was the Elephant in the Room 2017 Chardonnay from yeah. the Limestone Coast. <laughs> it's funny that you put the year on it, though. This reason not matter. Ah, Luke, thoughts? Seven. Uh, it was good. Uh, quite quite oaky, woody. Just like the, in, the uh, whiskey barrel influence, I sort of been oh, biased yeah. towards it. Yeah. So Fair enough. Everyone always disses on fucking having oaky wines. It's like, it's not, it's not oh, I'm always biased to it and so that. Mm. So, I don't know. So, what's it like? Um, Mr. Mr. Trained, wine. not not, not bad, not bad. Like it, I mean, 16. like again, it's it's not it's not bad wine. I think it's like an average Chardonnay. Uh, I give it a six. Um, I, I think like that that's maybe one that from a can doesn't go so well because you don't because you don't want it as cold as like Chardonnay. Like you yeah. want it like a little bit a little bit warmer. Do you give a fuck what the temperature is? If you, seriously, well, if you're buying tin oh, wine, oh no, 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 no five yeah, bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you would. But I think like just just natural enjoyment. If like like super cold can this yep. is better yeah 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 so that one just seems a bit like not so much yeah because because that because they'd be up killed and down you're not getting as much from it this might be naturally just put the fridge all in the fridge yeah just naturally put the can in the fridge would you go i went all out i gave this a seven 
Hey. And I wrote not urine. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm rating them on the fact that they're cheap as well. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. like for, for right. a five dollar yeah big glass of Chardonnay. That's seven out of ten. Right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It actually tastes like it, it tastes like Chardonnay. Chardonnay. Yeah. I think that's actually one thing is like that tastes like Sauvignon Blanc. That tastes like the second. That, that tastes, tastes like Chardonnay. That, <laughs> yeah, which is what Marvel Sauvignon Blanc tastes like. <laughs> So I gave, Ooh, I gave that's the, controversial. Yeah, I, I gave it five, and I, I, I that's probably just because I don't really like Chardonnay Neither particularly, and it was very, I don't know. There, there's just very short time on the palate. It's just like, yeah, it's on there and it's yeah, gone. yeah. Like, I mean, that, that, yeah, you kind of nothing really, nothing really special about it. Like, if I think that if I had a tin of that, I'd maybe sip the first half and I'd scull the other. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. Like, if you want to scull a tin of wine, yeah, the Chardonnay's the one. Rose, hey, hey. So what, what are we on now? Uh, We've got to tell Le what it is. Le, Le Chat Noir. I've so seen the, bottles of these guys before. I never tasted them. I've seen the bottles. Rose, a rose from a French rose. Is it yeah, French? It just says French. France. <laughs> so product of Vin de France. So Vin de France. So it can be yeah, anywhere yeah. in France. So it's a French uh, black cat rose. I'm assuming you the grapes that are in it. No, it's yeah. just a rose. Just rose. Rose grape. Good old rose. Yeah. Rose grape. Yeah. Multi, multi vintage, <laughs> multi region. Cool. All right. Let's see how we go with the multi region French rose. Oh, yeah, it's quite like yeah. it's like artificial sweetness. I'll bump it up to six. And go that up. So I don't know five. I'll change it to six. The finish is really sweet. I'm fine with that. Keep <laughs> coming back. Mm. Yeah. Let the record show there was a second swig. <laughs> Five to six. Five to six. Well, that shows. Yeah. Simon? Uh, four. It just like just tastes what like bad rose they taste like. Yeah. Five. Mm. Bad yeah. rose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, five. Um, Shame. I thought nothing could be, uh, to it. Oh. Nothing yeah. to it. I, I think that the initial the initial flavour is terrible and then it actually gets uh, improves yeah. a little bit with the aftertaste yeah. but so, yeah. the first hit is like <laughs> yeah get that Marlowe yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's just, better. there's no acid to it it's, it's all just no, it's all just fruit, fruit juice yeah like, almost like unsweetened fruit yeah. juice so it's like no fruit acid juice. at all yeah like, like the one thing you want from a cold tin is just like good acidity you see it your mouth's watering and you want to drink another one they still crack they still sound cracking like when you still get that carbonated sound you do crack it like yeah, so like I guess the pressurised yeah, in there. Pressure. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but Pino. yeah. All right. So what are we on to now? We're on to the Pinot. Pino. Oh, this oh, is yeah. the elephant the elephant in the room. room. That fantastic label that oh, we tried yeah. earlier uh, with a Pinot Noir. So uh, let's get into again, it. Again, twenty seventeen. Tw- yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems a bit, a bit lost on my school. That's fucking weird. You can you can you can put one of these tins down for a couple of years and it'll really just lay them down. Yeah, they really come into their own. At least four or five years. <laughs> We're about to hit the Grange. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Seventy-two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. We'll sell some of the wolf anyway. It's hard to sell it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It keeps them all as fuck out. That's a weird one. Is it? Like, I think I need another go to ooh, get that. Yeah. Back. It's not. It's not bad. Yeah, I, I don't mind that at all. Like, where, <laughs> where is this from? Australia. 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 Vind Australia. Vind Australia. Vind Australia. Vind Mudgy. Vind Mudgy. Oh, it's a album, man. 
You do kind of need to go for a second little little goal for that. Yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta get it. We're, we're under the red. Yeah, that's not too bad. Gave it a seven. It's a tinned red. See, not the red tin I'm used to. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Dapto. Uh, oh, the Dapto Corona. Yes, yes. <laughs> the lime for this. The lime, of course. Yeah, we got the lime. There. <laughs> <laughs> and a seven, a seven from Luke and a from Simon. I think. I think it's, I was close to giving it a seven. I think six point five. It was better than the other one. <laughs> but not as good as the Prosecco. <laughs> but not as good as the Prosecco's a fucking winner. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, just smash that. Um, uh, now available at Cabo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to check that off. I'm preparing. The authenticity of that product of Italy. Um, was it, yeah, not a bad Pinot. Like, nice tannins, quite seven, nice fruit. Seven Pinot. Yeah. I wrote a seven, I said it tastes like Pinot, and yeah. it actually has... A bit going on on the palate. Yeah, yeah. So that, you know, that's, which our, is... that's our selling point here. It tastes like what it says on the can. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, common, this, common one, this one's the first one I, that I've, I've thought that if someone poured me a glass of it and I didn't know it came from a tin, like, yeah. I'd be like, True. That's, that's not a bad drink. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll It'd be that, interesting you know, to, like, to... We like, should do it to David. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but in glass. Yeah, just, like, like, but that, that'd be quite interesting to see, like, like what difference does the actual the can actually make? True. Like, by putting them in a glass and serving them... Yeah, there's, there's massive amounts of psychology to, to wine could, and, and the bottle oh, and aeration. Yeah, 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 things like that. Yeah, so Audi things that they keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's quite interesting. <laughs> but that's actually that. That what, what we should do wine. is put put them all in the like get David to taste each of the tins and then and then put them into bottles or something like that and pour pour the exact same ones out yeah, of the bottle. Yeah, yeah. These are of the same cost. Yeah, and yeah. they're the same grade, but yeah. they're just out of a bottle. Let's see what you think and, and yeah. see how that sort of yeah. De- definitely that one. I think out of a glass would would probably taste nicer. Yeah, that, was that, that that wasn't too bad. Uh, All right, so we're into another Pinot now. Back to back Pinots. Yeah. Back to back. To Which back. one? So this one is uh, take, it take it to the grave. So take these it to guys the grave. actually put out some pretty good wine um, in their bottle format. Um, so these got ones ninety-one are... from Holiday for for one yeah. of their wines. Again, is that for yeah, the, the actual can? The, I don't think yeah. that came one from the ones we had. Yeah, it's a tinny. It's a tinny section yeah. in like the wine companion thing now. Um, so I wonder if... if, if, if <laughs> I'm just reading one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is, is it the same wine in, in the, the cans of the bottles? This one's got no stickers on it. They couldn't put that on there for something. Well, yeah. The Pinot's won nothing, but we'll give it a go. It's one our hearts, Simon. It's one our hearts. That's the real award. <laughs> nah, Shash, it's not too bad. Real challenge. But that's it. That's actually that's fucking pretty good. <laughs> Holy shit. That's um Yeah. Yeah. Happily I like drink, that one. Happily drink that. That might make you around for a second trip. Luke, take it to the grave. Is it like you get any, like, I don't know, it makes me like it feels like carbonation at the start of it, maybe, or not? No. I think yeah. that's all in your head. <laughs> yeah, fuck, probably, maybe. yeah. Like, who knows? It's, it's, hard, it's so hard drinking. You it get out a little bit of that. Like, and not. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I've been fun with that. Like, young, young Pinot, you can get a little bit of kind of spritziness to it. Yeah. So it might just be that. Holy fuck. That's such a fucking. Pull that in a glass. All right, yeah, let's yeah. go around. I wouldn't hate. Um, so I want to reserve my nines and tens for the last one just in case. <laughs> for the award winner. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got stickers on it. So it's good. <laughs> I told you we were under the bangers. Yeah. <laughs> um, I gave it a nine. I think that's actually like 
just for wine, you, cheap wine and tea. If, if you take yeah, take away the can and just drank that, it's a pretty good Pinot. Like it's a nice balance, nice fruit. Like that's yeah. actually a, a, Do we have a, a good a, wine. The fruit is yeah, is there. Mm. Like, yeah, and, and you kind of almost drinking that, you forget it's in a can. Yeah, like the rest of them, you're still like, oh, yeah, it's, it's tin wine. But that yeah. one, you just go like, oh, it's wine. Do you have a cost on that one as well? Yeah. Uh, again, I was like, I mean, they're, they're all, all about five, five bucks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, five, I think that was five seven. Oh, oh okay. No, no, yeah. oh, <laughs> that's a seven. Well, when you drop a seven, find a coin on a can. Of course, you're going to get a good. Oh mate, get, go direct. You might get like <laughs> yeah, five sixty. I went, I went um, eight point five. Yeah, nice. yeah, five, yeah five, that's, big, that's big for me. I'm like the Red Simons of ten. <laughs> <laughs> we want a Luke Simons. I went an yeah, eight. Not knowing anything. <laughs> I went an eight with that one because we tasted after the first Pinot, which the first Pinot just tan- was like a bog standard Pinot, yeah, and that yeah. one was just. A bit more interesting. That's Pinot. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a bit more complexity and different fruits rather yeah. than. Yeah. Yeah, that was just kind of like just one fruit and then some gravelly tannins, and that was actually like nice wine on the palate. Yeah. Mm. Right, this one. Cool. What so, that one, hold on, that one, well, let's just plug that last one for a second, one more time. Take it to the grave, a Pinot Noir 2017 can. Please hit, that, do 50 hit, hit that shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not bad. Give us free stuff too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sponsor the podcast. Yeah. Feel free to send us more of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sponsor us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I can't drink them. We'll ask some money. We're not shameless. Yeah, yeah. So 2016 Shiraz, take it to the grave. 16? Yeah. So oh, oh. Show, which was a good vintage in, in uh, Canland. I didn't even tell you where it's from. Were they canned in 2016? Or is it like, this is the vintage grade? The, 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 like, yeah. the, yeah. the wine. Yeah. The wine. <laughs> <laughs> the force I'll hold on to this. This is what you're fucking ripping into. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, so where's that one set from? This one's from Barossa, from Langhorn Creek. So they obviously make good Shiraz there, for one. It's not like a multi-region bit of everything like the rest seem to be. Yep. These actually seem to be wines. What's... Well, what's uh, Let's yeah. get into it, mate. 91 points from Halliday. <coughs> not, not bad. 91. Let's see. So 91. Let's see what Simon. Uh, let's see what 91 good years. Oh, will, yeah. will it get a 9.1? Is well, that, yeah, that would be. Uh... <laughs> Same guy. I'm expecting big things here. I'm just mm. going to put that out there. Take it to the grave. We we also like the uh, the trendy sort of Mexican Day of the Dead graphics on yeah. the the cans the of, yes. of these and if you're interested and you're listening to see what these cans look like there'll be a photo of it on uh, Quicksand Food social media that has a picture of all our show and tell items so look at it yeah pretty good yeah Shiraz mm. yeah it's a bit cooler than the Shiraz that I'd normally I'm a bit, it's nice and cool but yeah and get over it it's good as a Pinot I wonder what how they would think of the Pinot that's uh, my question 92. 92, probably. <laughs> Would 93 be a stretch up So I think from this, they generally make, take it to the grave, generally make some good wine in their bottles. Um, the rest I'm less sure about. Yeah, I, I, gave, I gave the Shraz an 8 there, it was good. Just, just because the Pinot, they're both pretty solid, so yeah. Bang on, 8 as well. Yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, good, <laughs> like a good drink. Like, you're pretty happy having a glass of that really I think like in, in most pubs most bars if you had a glass of that you'd be, you would not know the difference you would not if difference. you asked for house wine probably better quality than a lot true so and probably around the same price yeah. as what they, they would pay for their wines anyway yeah I mean if you do like a normal markup on them and you're looking at $15 for a glass for 250 mil it wouldn't yeah, be true. Uh, yeah. would be too but again I bought that, bought that uh, didn't buy that wholesale so it's a big glass 
Yeah, it's a fucking and, and yeah. yeah, these are dance prices. Uh, yeah. Seven, seven for me. It's a show. Yeah, and it's not, and it's not bad. Seven yeah. for me too. Um, I wish, I wish that it was more, but it wasn't as interesting as it, anything like the no. previous Pinot, which got a better mark. So, mm. in, in, in our defence too, we generally all drink pretty good wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, speak oh, yourself. Definitely, yeah, oh, definitely. I was on the Red Dunes on the weekend. Oh, you scumbag. <laughs> sorry. Well played. Mate, Being it's the only camping Sorry, guys. Red Goon's perfect for camping. It's the best. Would you change your Red Goon to a, a, a pack of cans? That's a good point. Maybe. If camping. The, if the price was there. Tell you what, a camping a camping option, the old tin Pino. Camping also, is if you've got to walk to campsite, you, you want something that's like a, a fucking goon bag. You, you, yeah. yeah. It's one, like capacity, yeah. you know, yeah, volume. Yeah, you carry four litres of wine, you know, it's, it's the best way yeah. to do it. Yeah, it's the best way. Maybe the, we've it. found a little market for these guys, these, the camping, the campers who want to take oh, it. Yeah. Quick, quick reflection to my, my teen years. We used to be able to get four litres of vodka and orange for 12 bucks. It was called Nikov. <laughs> Yeah, right. And they uh, they ended up taking it off the shelves because I think it got fucking yeah. abused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For some, some unknown reason. Uh, but yeah, we, you know, three bucks um, between four mates and you've got a litre of booze for yourself, pre-mix. And we used to get fucked up on it. That's drinking. If you're listening, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for buying it for us. <laughs> Thanks for yeah. my pocket money. <laughs> and you know, and all. Awesome. Yeah. But like, so that there's... I, seriously though, there's obviously a place for this. Stop drinking the fucking prosecco. <laughs> not fucking bad. Shit. It's not bad. I think I was so worried about it. Um, I feel like a shirt yeah, there's on definitely a place for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's the tasting. Yeah, it was great. What do you, what do you think, cool. Seth? Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Like I think that they're, they're functional. They're yeah. tasty. Some of them are good, and the only. The only thing that fucks us up is that it's wine in a can. Yeah. You know, like. But functional and tasty is what obviously they're going for. Functional, yeah, tasty, yeah. and affordable. Like, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're a uni kid and you know you want to be minimal like a waste uni too, kid, yeah. get, get around yeah. it. Well, yeah. <laughs> minimal waste too. You know, like for us, like we don't use a lot of like the wolf. Like we could sell a tin of say. You know, well, fifteen, well. sixteen, and then, yeah. you can sell a glass or a can. Well, like if you're and a massive you tight box. Well, the next, the next <laughs> well, well, you yeah. can go to a dinner party, and if you if you think you're only going to have one can and drive home, you don't have to leave two thirds of a bottle. You yeah, can just yeah, have yeah, yours. Yeah. Hey, there you, you go. Can leave. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not, yeah. you're not giving anyone anything. <laughs> 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 Stay tight. <laughs> yeah. That guy. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> that Always. Guy. I, I think. Yeah. I think takes the, the half bottle home. There's there's some uses for him. There's some there's some positives to him. Like it's not going to go off. You keep in the fridge for fucking years, probably, and it won't change. Yeah. I'm yeah, not gonna cool. drink it, but there's there's definitely. Well, yeah, we'll check them out. We'll check them out. Why not? Like you know, there's a purpose for everything. These are, yeah, these are out there now. Exactly. Do you want to cool. grab it with a couple of your weird tins? Oh, you want to do some beers as well? I'm more than welcome to. <laughs> do we want to do beers? <laughs> no, nah, we should. That's uh, right. We should keep That's going because Giorgio's gonna tell me in a sec. Um, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Show and tell for episode three. The tinny tasting was. Fantastic. Thank you, Simon. Thank you for bringing those ones in. And we'll have an interesting product for Chantel on the next one. We've definitely... Uh, yeah. Our treat next time. So 30 I'd, bucks there. Our treat next time. That's yeah. how much we're committed to this podcast. This is the record. Let's wrap it up, guys. Uh, you know, we've talked about licensing, 
um, talked a bit about what's going on here and we've tasted some beautiful, beautiful wines. Uh, is there any, any other thoughts that anyone had that they wanted to bring up? When we wrap up, um, yeah, like we can talk about different events and stuff that have got going on. Um, there is Cold Coast Mag, a zine out there, so get on board with that. That's really cool. Yep, yeah, that's really cool. Uh, my business, Quicksand Food and Kavoa, are going to be doing a giveaway. Yes. Yes. So yes. that's going to be happening, which I'm going to be talking to Simon about. Yes. Um, We've got some wine team. Uh, so yeah, follow follow <laughs> Quicksand Food and Kavoa on Instagram and and check out the giveaway. It'll be like a voucher and um, some cookbooks and stuff. Uh, Luke. Yep. Anything going on at the Wolf that you want to make audiences aware of? Uh, no, not too much. We've got St. Patrick's Day coming up on the 17th of March, which I'm trying it's a to... Saturday too, Saturday, isn't it? Saturday, yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the Irish, though, not that I don't think the Irish too much. I like drinking every day, I suppose. So, yeah. <laughs> so get down to the Wolf for St. Patrick's yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, down for that. Yeah. Yeah. Anzac Day coming up. Easter as well coming up as well. So There's a lot happening. Any yeah, whiskey so. tastings going on? Oh, yeah. Sorry, that's what we were as well. Yeah, welcome, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. We've got McAllen tasting on Friday, actually, yeah. McAllen, Jake. Cosmo, our ex-bar manager, uh, so he used to run the Wolf. Uh, he's coming back. He's now the McAllen brand ambassador, so he's going to come down. with uh, six McAllen whiskies, I believe, a couple of twelves, tens, and um, yeah, the McAllen rare cask. I think we've thrown in there as well, cool. which is it's about three hundred bucks a bottle. It's it's actually fucking amazing. It's, it's twenty two different um, twenty two different uh, ex uh, sherry barrels just blended together. It's amazing. Yeah beautiful like wow. thick, like which yeah so oh, we'd have the yeah so we know it's like that's on um yeah friday the 9th of march yeah. Friday. Yeah. Friday. Yeah. Friday. yeah sorry for you guys but anyone else like it was it's just, normal just, yeah normal people exactly <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate the sunday mondays i had a friday off the other week i'm up in sydney and uh places were busy and it sucked what is this i walked in i went to go into like kitty hawk and they were full i'm like so what is this fresh hell Oh, it's not Monday. Yeah, yeah. this is like oh. I went to Frankie's Pizza and they were like packed on a Friday. Like, the only place we could get into was like 7 o'clock. And I was like, why is my venue this busy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, God damn. Every time I go to Sydney. It's not some bitches. Why so busy? Yeah. <laughs> it just makes you angry. You're like, fuck it out. Simon, any events and stuff at Cabo? Um, we have a game dinner, two nights of game dinner. So venison and yeah, just gaming. Yeah, we, we, made that, we made that joke. We made that joke. Oh, 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 sorry, oh, guys. Sorry, yeah. Recycling. Oh, obviously, you didn't fucking listen to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I went to the 16th minute and you're ragging on my birthday. The cesspool, <laughs> end of, the cesspool end of Crown Street. So I was like, oh, I'm done. I'm done here. No positives. <laughs> we actually talked about you then quite a bit. It's just nice to be the nice end of Crown Street here. Yeah, we go after you guys. Anyway, uh, sorry, Simon. Game uh, dinner. A couple of game dinners was in this month. So it was a venison, some hare, and some or some rabbit possibly, and some other weird stuff. Cool. Um, that'd be cool. Got the second part of our New South Wales wine in the series uh, with orange and mudgy. You boys, yeah, oh, wow. yeah, we should yeah. go. Yeah. You boys, yeah. it's on a yeah. Monday. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see you guys here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> a couple of winemakers coming down for that as well. Right, that good. Nice. Uh, and then that's all I can remember. So, cool. cool. Andy, uh, we got three in the works, not confirmed. Okay, yeah. cool. as, as always. Well, we're waiting to hear. Uh, no, <laughs> two more than last time. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So, no, I can't, I can't say anything. Yeah, until don't until say anything. Guys are we don't want to. We don't want to lift the lid. Um. Yeah, for oh, sorry, can I, can I one more thing? Big shout out to like thanks to Luke from 
me for fucking running an amazing yeah, venue. Thanks to Luke from Howling Wolf, who is thanks, here. Guys. And the, the boys are get down there because these guys, like, it's super fun. It's three I young, think we didn't young guys say, changing, Luke was from Howling you know, Wolf, yeah. changing <laughs> no, what's going on. It was just knowledge, wasn't it? Luke Simons. Being a part of Being a part of the you know movement we've just spoken about and being a massive contributing part yep. of it and they've got some really really good booze of all descriptions a shitload of good beers um fucking horrible banter <laughs> get, down, no, get, get in there get in there and, yeah. and um how's uh howling wolf tinder coming along about <laughs> <laughs> that good comes out. It's your first swipe. I got uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I got. A, I think it got shut down. So okay. I lost the login, but yeah. Um, uh, all right. Let's quickly. Let's quickly do our. Uh, let's quickly do our socials and get out of here. So. Yep. Instagram for Howling Wolf. Howling Wolf Bar, I believe. So yep. Down there, check it out. Follow us for some great memes. Cavo uh, underscore restaurant. Instagram. Uh, at Babyface Kitchen. Yep. Uh, and Quicksand Food is where you can get everything related to this podcast. Um, you can send us an email at info at quicksandfood.com. Anything about this podcast. We, this, we do this podcast. We don't make any money out of it. Um, but we want to make it as good as we possibly can. So if there is anyone out there who wants to sponsor this, there are people listening to it. If you're a local Wollongong business and you want to sling us a bit of cash to be able to make it as good as it can possibly be and help us realise the full potential of this podcast, then um, get in touch. Info at quicksandfood.com because we want to keep this thing going and you know, if we, we just if we just keep doing equipment. it. If, yeah, we, we, yeah, we need some recording equipment and we need to be able to sort of put as much time and effort into it as we want. We're doing it now because we enjoy it. Um, but yeah, we just, there's only a certain amount of resources you can allocate to it when you're, when you're busy yeah, without. I spend 30 bucks on wine. Exactly. So, there you go. so if you're a high fire so, company yeah. and you've got good mics. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, we yeah, might so. also <laughs> put together a little Patreon page that people can chuck a dollar a month in or something like that just to help us operate this, but uh, we're not sure yet. Um, but yeah, keep in touch on Quicksand Food Instagram, which is, yeah, just at Quicksand Food and on Quicksand Food Facebook. Uh, what else? Yeah, competition coming up with Cavo, which is a giveaway, so follow us both on Instagram and you can visit our website, uh, quicksandfood.com, and listen to the old episodes of the Gong Show podcast and keep supporting small businesses in the Illawarra. That's it. Thanks get, for listening. Get down the wolf. Get down the wolf as well. Wolf. Since St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. That's it. Thanks, guys. Me, All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. See you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.